Hi everyone, my name is Naoki Maeru and I'm the producer for Dance Dance Revolution and Dance Masters. And this is Thomas Nagano, who is working with me on this project. Today we prepared an exciting announcement for you all. Oh, come on Naoki, just don't tease him, let's get on with the announcement. Oh, Konami is talking dancing to a full new rebel. So wait, you're telling me that it's going to be Dance Dance Evolution? Mm -hmm. Dance Dance Evolution? No, no, no. We would be using a mat anymore. We will dance with absolutely no controllers. No longer tied down. Now you can move your body freely. Let us show you. <laughs> is this game or is it real? What's the difference? So uh, E3 happened, and there was a lot of information there, and a lot of games, a lot of stuff. And uh, to help us, to help us uh, talk about E3 and analyze it, uh, we have a uh, special guest with us today. Someone who was actually there. Yeah, that helps. So Ray. Yeah, actually, um, Lee Alexander from Gamasutra.com. Um, I want to uh, thank you for coming out here. I I understand that you're probably pretty beat. It's a busy week out there in Los Angeles, and uh, you know, Sean and I run a pretty tight ship here. We don't have much money, yeah, to uh, to fund anything. So we really appreciate you coming out here, pretty much on your own dime, to be here with us, and uh, really want to appreciate. It. I hope that didn't set you back too much. Wow, that's Jeez. that's much more Man. expensive than I would have ever Man. thought. Really. That much, man. I'm, well, I haven't checked airfare lately, but Jesus. No, it must have something to do with the oil spill in the Gulf. I I don't know. Uh, Explain BP. Well, let's start talking about E three then, because you yeah. get your money's worth. Yeah. Uh, so, you want to start with uh, <coughs> Microsoft and Connect? I guess we'll do press conferences because might as well because that's how the show starts. Sure. Yeah. So Microsoft. Uh, had their their foot in the door first with uh, their press conference, and uh, <clears throat> primarily it was Connect and Connect Games. <laughs> and it seems that the internet uh, isn't really up on Connect too much, no. which is surprising because I th I feel like I watched a completely different thing than everybody else did. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable, I guess, but um, it's technology, so it's it's interesting to me. I guess that's why I was more excited by it than everyone else who's kind of coming at it from the perspective that, like, what is this going to do for video games? Because I, I, I understand it's not going to do anything for video games. I think the gulf between uh, games as people know them and, and <clears throat> what Connect will bring is so wide that never the twain shall meet, you know? It's very interesting. That's the title of my article. Really? Gulf. <laughs> and it actually has to do exactly with what you just said. Interesting. Really Not planned interesting. at all. Not planned at all. Didn't even read it. But I feel like those <clears throat> those two paths will never converge. No. Because the directions are so different. No, like, 
uh, I, I was writing about this that, you know, I kind of defined hardcore gaming as very much to do <clears throat> with the connection between your fingers and your brain mm -hmm. and exercising a sort of uh, mind-body connectivity and hand-eye coordination. I think that has a lot to do with hardcore gaming. Uh, I think that's a good way to define hardcore gaming, actually. And this stuff is not that. This is more moving in the direction of, uh, like, interactive experiences. Right. But it really doesn't elicit the same emotion or um, response, body response, mind response, that, you know, a hardcore game does. Nor do I ever think it will be possible for Connect to... Um, replicate that sort of connection <clears throat> with its, with the way you interact with it. You know, it's it's all too removed. It's the same thing we talked about a long time ago, where we said that you know, the way people refer to immersion is kind of a misnomer because I don't know these motion controllers and everything sort of take me further out of the game than bring me in. Right. Because I'm so forced to be constantly aware of my surroundings and my relationship to objects relative to the game. Right. That uh, I'm constantly aware that I'm not in it. Whereas if I play a video game with just my fingers, um, I'm capable or I'm able to get sucked in and get more immersed, become more immersed than, than anything else. So yeah, in a different direction. I think it's pretty cool. I, I think that eventually it'll be something much more interesting than it is now, but it's not going to appeal to the gamer side of me, just the techie side. I think that, um, well, the first thing I, I want to say is I think I'm probably a little more positive on Connect than most people because um, I was really looking at it skept like with a lot of skepticism, <clears throat> being like, even if this works, what it will provide will not be something I'm even remotely interested in. Yeah. But one, I'm amazed about how, how well it seems to work. Which it does work really. Which it seems to work a lot better than I think most people gave it credit for. Yeah. And two... That's really important <clears throat> to right. say. Because there was a real lot of, um, this ain't going to work like that before yeah. it was shown. And what's really kind of sad, and it's it's sad only because I feel like some people are really re are, are, are bound and determined not to <clears throat> not to give Connect a lot of credit is... So the... the, the, the the Cirque du Soleil thing happened, and then, then the actual press conference happened. And a lot of um, game journalists and, and industry people got their hands on Kinect, and for the most part, they all seemed to be like, wow, I can't believe this works as well as it does. Yeah. Albeit, not as well as I'd like it to for me to be <clears throat> invested into it. Yeah. So there was kind of that current running a little bit, and then <clears throat> not too long after that happened, there's this, there's this thing of, well, Kinect apparently doesn't work if you're sitting down. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of a problem because most people like to. But most I don't people don't want to stand up and play games. Yeah. Um, but I just part of me felt like. Part of me felt like it was someone who was like, "All right, well, apparently Connect works better than I said it would. What can I pick out of this, that doesn't work?" Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work when you're sitting down. Oh, it's terrible. You know. And I'm sure <clears throat> it will work when you're sitting down. I can't imagine that they won't. Yeah. Fix that before long. Software-wise, something will be done to correct that if it exists at all. Because I, I know that. It's been kind of a, a gray area, that report. I have a feeling it went back that, and forth between truth and untruth. Right. I have a feeling that Connect is one of those things that, like, right up until the unveiling of it, 
there were still people at like red in Redmond going, man, this may not even fucking work. <laughs> yeah. And like they they turn that corner at the last minute and they're like, all right, it's good enough to show. Right. Yeah. Like we we got it. Yeah, it's still a few. Months and there away. are still people in Redmond now going, we there's so much <clears throat> there's we have so much road to travel still. And that's 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 also you Until know this as, is as really ready for November. Right. And as as the developers, I guess I I heard I forget what I was listening to that you know. Uh, like harmonics, who obviously know what they're doing when it comes to games mm-hmm. and programming. You know, as they developed alongside Connect, uh, right? They sort of pushed Connect's developers to turn Connect into a more capable product, right? And you know, as long as that's going on before it's released, which could end up being different in the case of, like, say, the Wii, because it, Wii is very, it's very first party. It's by yeah. Nintendo. Most of the games that are good on Wii are Nintendo games. Yeah. So they have they probably haven't had a lot of outside input from developers on refining yeah. that technology. Yeah. You know? I would I would Because Microsoft as a games developer isn't so great. No, yeah, I'm sure they approached <clears throat> the situation with much more open ears to the other developers. Interesting to note that they uh after all that they didn't they still haven't mentioned a price for it. And uh Given what we've heard, what would, what would you rate? What would you think? <laughs> well, just as a shot in the like. Given what move is, and we'll talk about move in a minute. I think it'd probably be like a hundred and forty-nine dollars. I would say it's probably right, hundred and fifty. But uh, Leia doesn't seem to be. She's shaking her head. <laughs> Leia, what do you what do you have to say? Wow, <laughs> that's ridiculous. That is a high price. Man, point. they're not going to sell one. I did. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Bobby Kotick. I think I was going to say that the Ubisoft game, the Your Shape game, like the, uh, especially when you're looking at the, um, the, the, what's the word there, the calibration it does, like yeah. your arm span and your height and everything, the way the numbers like pop up and move and how it's giving you like real time feedback about information about your body. Yeah. It's very, um, it's very like Star Trek, I guess. Yeah. Like you'd see it in movies and go, man, that's kind of neat. I wish, you know. One day in the future, things no. will do that. There's and it's kind of already there in a weird way. It is. It is. Where you have yeah. a, a machine recognize things about you. It's an eerie. It's sort of an eerie thing, but I think it might even open up another. I mean, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it's going to open up yet another like niche, but it seems like. I mean, like I'm really interested in the body and exercise, mm-hmm. and the mind-body connection and meditation, and it seems like there's an awful lot of electronic products coming out recently that are sort of trying to I mean I understand that their motive is to make money right but regardless of what their motive is there seem to be a lot of products out there that are at least suggesting that it's possible to increase like the mind-body connection um, through meditation and exercise it's just like a weird direction the technology is going that I find like really, really interesting. It was interesting, and I never would have thought. I don't want to talk about it too. I don't want to talk about it at all, really, other than to mention it here. But that's why, when I hear people, when I hear some of the reaction to that energy game, 
Yeah. And people oh, saying yeah. how stupid it is. I'm like, you know, there's something there that there's a reason this this technology is coming out to like sort of no, yeah. bridge the gap between a machine and a human and having a machine externally assist you in becoming a better human being. Yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly. It's 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 a really interesting it's like the very beginning of the path. So it it looks so weird. You know? Yeah. Like you can anyone with any sort of uh foresight can kind of like see down that path. Mm-hmm. It probably it, it probably seems pretty frightening to a lot of people. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. To me it seems really interesting and cool, but I'm involved in that stuff. Um but I mean it's easy to be cynical about Connect, especially from a gamer standpoint. Yeah. You know? All all it really takes to be cynical about anything is uh, a lack of foresight. And yeah, there's there was definitely a lot of that <laughs> at, at this concert yeah. or at whatever it was, yeah. the event. Yeah. Um, but their press conference, aside from Connect, did you dig it? Did you think it was legitimate? It was pretty straightforward, I thought. I mean, it was heavily Connect. They showed some games that I'm mildly interested in. Other than, I mean, Black Ops, I'm very interested in. Yeah. Um, Rising, I'm interested in. I'm curious to see if that's a Connect game because what was going on in that footage didn't look like something you would be doing with a controller. Right. Maybe like, it had that. When when Raiden like raised his sword, it had like that sort of jitter to where it was like mm. the game was trying to f- like figure out the orientation Could of be. some kind of object. Could be. Although, and as pointed out by someone else, it's moving, rotating that axis that you're slicing on is not similar, but evokes the same thing that Afro Samurai did, which is why I brought it up earlier. And maybe that's talking. maybe that's maybe that's all you're really doing is rotating the the axis of the slice. But the way it, the way it had that weird sort of jitter. Jitter, yeah, I, I reckon. Yeah, I was like, I this looks like about. a motion control game, or at least something's. I don't know anything else in a controller that's that sensitive, right? That would sort of right. result in that jitter. Right. So yeah, you're you're right. That could be. So I thought their press conference was totally fine, but then again, I'm I'm I'm, you and I are much more receptive to just seeing interesting technology than a lot of gamers. Yeah. Are even connectables. You know, it's like it's it's not very interesting to us, but um, when you when you're introduced to it as a child, and you know nothing else about the world right. or what's come before it, right? All it is is there. Yeah, it's just there, just like everything was there for us, and we grow to appreciate those things. It's it's the same thing for them. They don't they don't recognize how it's it's a little goofy. It's not quite what you'd expect it to be. Um, it's. I think it's really interesting. I think that could be a ridiculously big hit. Yeah. And and uh, then there's like there's the ESPN thing going on there, which, regardless of how it had, or despite the fact it had nothing to do with video yeah. games. Yeah. And it went a little long in the conference. It did go As a, a presentation, long. it went long, but like like you said, when they brought it up, um, it's and I was saying the same thing when I was watching, or I was thinking the same thing when I was watching. I was like, this is the smartest thing it's that brilliant. they've done in a long time. It's one of the smartest things I've ever seen Microsoft do, because they're real. They're really intelligently going after all these different markets. It's like if you want to yeah. play the hardcore video games, we have them on the Xbox. And I think that's what they were doing is they were trying to kind of be like, here's the hardcore stuff up front, and in the middle it's like, here here's the bridge, like interested in this because a lot of hardcore mm-hmm. gamers are interested in sports and things like that as well. And then coming out of the sports, they went into connect, mm-hmm. and that's the casual. But I think a lot of I don't think a lot of I know a lot of gamers didn't look at it that way because they yeah. were interested in the first third and the second, the, the two thirds after that they could care less about. If you look at the things that they did with Connect, like the the different presentations, mm-hmm. one right after another, mm-hmm. they were all like really in, intense, 
intensely focused on a specific demographic. It was like, obviously at first before Connect, it was hardcore gamers. Right. It was like that was the bone they threw. But then it was, um, and I don't know if I'm getting the order right, but it was ESPN. So yeah, for all the bros and the guys that want to do that. Yeah. The dads. All the the dads. yeah. Yeah. And then it was people who are casually into maybe working out and heard about the Wii Fit craze. Right. So here's Ubisoft's Your Body. Yeah. Might be kind of interesting to you. Then it was that guy came out and started showing off how you can interact with connect with your just your voice and your hand movements to right. like fast forward media and that sort of appeals towards a more techie right niche of people and you know that actually got the most applause if you listen when he right because i think that was the moment where people went wow this really works yeah. the way that they said it would yeah so then there was that to appeal to those people and then it was like oh do you have kids at home cuz there's a toy forum on this right that they can interact with yeah they stepped up the, it was weird they had like the the guy the um uh, the black guy that came out and demoed the the menu stuff. Yeah. And then I think they did the video chat with the oh the video the, chat the, too the teenage peppy girls girl great yeah. or peppy teenage girl trying to be yeah 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 terrible forced dialogue but sure I don't I, I it's kind of weird that some people can't see past that like I looked right past that right and I can be like I can see what they're trying to demonstrate here but yeah to cast as wide a net as possible they have to have this terrible like right. fake scene right and then they had the the little girl. And then they had, like, the hip 20-something guy from Rare and his girlfriend or wife or whatever she was. The right. two the two hip kind of 20-somethings doing the hurdles and the sports. Right, that's right. And then they had, like, the two 30s, early 30s, maybe a mom or maybe just sort of an independent career woman doing the the adventures thing. Yeah. And they had, like, a... That's interesting. When you Just when you brought that up, it, I noticed that. Yeah, They kind of no. had those, like, stair-step They uh, did. It was, it, was, it was basically, like, uh, look... There's something here for everyone in your house, regardless of what sort of household you have. Well, it's one of, whatever we did, whatever podcast was we did. It was one of the first ones we did. Is like we were a year ago. Microsoft, by the way, a year ago, almost. Microsoft was going to make a move, <laughs> move into being the everything. Yeah, like living room entertainment, everything. Yeah. So, yeah. so directly, in my eyes. Uh, Opposite that is is Sony. What did you think about it? I thought it was really boring overall. Well, yeah, and, it, and a lot of that is obviously because they announced everything that would be interesting before the press conference. Right. There yeah. was nothing it's like when in they're like, no here's surprises. Infamous 2, and it's like, I saw Infamous 2 a week ago Yeah. when you announced it. Definitely. I saw Killzone 3 a week ago when you announced it. Yeah. And I think it also has to do with the fact that as much as I like, I like his personality... Jack Tretton's a pretty dry guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's a ve- he's a businessman through and through. Like, he's total businessman. And he sort of doesn't try to be- pretend to be otherwise right. to me. So when he goes off and, like, you know, PlayStation's market share, and here's our new ad campaign, and here's that kind of... I think that stuff's interesting, but maybe that wasn't the best venue for them to show that material. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I was. That's that's but that what makes total but what's sense. Interesting is that's what those press conferences used to be. Used to be about yeah. Was like here's this our year, market share. Here's our plans. Here's some charts and graphs and powerpoints. This year is the most removed from that it's ever been. Right. Yeah. Like people who are dogging on Sony right now, I, I don't know if you guys have seen E3s in the past. Yeah. But I remember Sony conferences where they spent 45 minutes on figures. Yeah. We're yeah. Like I would I would purposely not watch them because I'd come home at the end of the day and skip the Be first 40 fast. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this was. I mean, it was kind of a relief. But I understand what you're saying. It was boring. In, in, in a way, it was boring, the whole press conference. But in retrospect, just like you, I kind of see what they're doing now. All these game companies are positioning themselves differently. I was really surprised at how much Sony leaned on the 3D. And I was like, this is okay, so this is what they're going to do. Why do you think that is? Like, to I, me, I, So I think, like, so Nintendo's sort of doing the, we're back. Here's Kid Icarus. Here's Pilot Wings. Here's Star Fox. Here's Zelda. Here's yeah. all these things. Here's Donkey Kong Country. You know, remember we have all these things, and this is who we are now. Because they didn't do the vitality sensor, they dropped off the whole sort of. Here's another peripheral. Yeah. They did nothing with the balance board. You know, yeah. they dropped all the peripheral talk. They barely talked about the Wii as a system. You know, yeah. Like here's the Wii has been, you know, all that kind of, you know, leading platform all that stuff. Microsoft is totally doing the, look at this awesome technology. It appeals to everybody in some way. And Sony has sort of been like, well, what's our thing? Our thing's 3D, I think. Mm-hmm. Someone at Sony was like, 3D is going to be our thing, because we have the 3D enabled Bravias and we have all this money behind this technology. And they're like, uh, I forget if it was Kaz Hirai or Jack Tretton who said, you know. What Sony did for Blu-ray, we're going to do for 3D. Right. You know, the reason is because of us. Right. And the reason 3D will take off is because of us. Right. I, I hope that's so. interesting to position themselves like that. Yeah, I mean, it makes solid business sense, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, us, uh, in reference only to, like, the gaming world, mm-hmm. they're positioning themselves. I mean, in reference to, like, the gaming world, it, it's uh, and not the tech world, which is interesting in another level, for sure. And everything yeah. you said is exactly how I feel, but... They're all positioning themselves differently, you know. Like Nintendo is trying to appeal to the hardcore market again. Yeah. Um, but I think that move. I think some people think that that's kind of a smart move for them. I, I don't think it's very smart at all because I don't think anything that they're showing appeals to anyone it but reeks, the like ridiculously insular it, Nintendo it reeks, crowd. It reeks to me. Are you talking about Nintendo? Yeah. 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 The amount of like love for Nintendo is is really becoming sickening to me because it's like they're receiving all this leeway. Yeah. When I, just, I mean I like. Think th- Nostalgia is apparently more powerful than I ever gave you credit for. Ever. Because, like, think about <laughs> Nintendo. They have so much... Uh, as a company, they have so much money, right? Yeah. Uh, they could be developing new IPs, new characters, new franchises. Some of the best developers on the planet work there yeah. at Nintendo. Yeah. With all the money that they have in their coffers right now, yeah. they could be investing it into making really, really, really unique gameplay and interesting yeah. things, but which, they don't. Yeah, which They're we'll not. talk about in a minute, but I mean, like, it boggles my mind that they put Retro on a, on a Donkey Kong remake. Yeah. And, and it's basically... I gave mean, them their own IP. I think that game looks so cool. Yeah. But it's just Donkey Kong Country that looks better. Yeah. I mean, for better or worse, that's a downloadable title to me. Yeah, and so is the Kirby game. Both yeah. of them, like artistically, are very sound and interesting, and yeah. they're they're approaching from like, well, not so much Donkey Kong, but like Kirby is a pretty novel approach to visuals. But it's so was Braid, and it was twenty bucks, and it was a downloadable title. <laughs> right. Yeah. So why should I spend fifty dollars on this Kirby yeah. game? Um, 
I don't know, people are just giving Nintendo a lot of credit and, and the entire 3DS thing. Um, obviously, it doesn't translate well over the internet. I have no idea how well it actually works, but apparently it works pretty well. Yeah. But um, the, the hard-ons that people were getting for them and the games that they were displaying or the demos that they were displaying mm-hmm. that sort of hinted at what they were going to make, mm-hmm. I, I have no no idea what people are getting so excited for. Yeah, I don't know. Like Zelda, The Ocarina of Time, I really have not played that game a thousand different times on a thousand different pieces of Nintendo hardware. Nor would I ever play it again. Why would I play that game again? Why would they release that game again? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I understand Star Fox maybe because it's it's been a while since people have played it. Star Fox, I think, is different because it's been a long time since a traditional Star Fox game. So make a new Star Fox. Right. Well, that's... Not the Nintendo 64 I I totally agree with you. Not but, that that's confirmed, but... Yeah, I totally agree with you. And and Kid Icarus, I mean, I understand that... My my opinion on the whole Kid Icarus thing is that... It's, it, it's become one of those things where... People have been wanting a new Kid Icarus for so long... That <laughs> the game could be miserable. It looked miserable. Yeah. And people would cheer for it. Yeah. Like, they really didn't show anything... People cheered for Goldeneye. Which people is cheered. even Goldeneye. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. There's There's, like, so much cachet behind these like products or behind these um, names brands brands, that's what I was trying to say that uh, I'm really starting to wonder if the quality of them because they're not bad but I'm wondering if the quality of these games and stuff are being lost on people and and maybe Nintendo's starting to realize like we don't really need to put as much effort into the things that we are yeah like Mario Galaxy 2 so much effort was put into that game in terms of design and scope and everything Mm mm-hmm I don't think it was necessary to appeal to that audience. Right. You could shit on a stick and call it a new character, and yeah. people would freak out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a crime to me that Nintendo isn't spending their, you know, such a good development house could be making such interesting things. back to Sony before we forget some of the things we wanted to say about that um, what you were saying is and I, I is like that they're I feel like Sony's kind of pricing them out of pricing themselves out of the competition oh, yeah. in a way like it's almost like the Neo Geo Mega Shock Neo Geo it's like this no, is where the weird the, the it's real the really hardcore you know the techno yeah. geeks no they're trying to be the, the, that's what exactly what I'm saying drop the four grand on the 50 inch 3D Bravia with the glasses with the PS3 sure. with you know the move and they're gonna buy the 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 required amount of move controllers for sure um, which intelligently they said that the move controller is 50 bucks the move games will be 40 which is really intelligent right. it's actually really intelligent. Or move a move. I guess he said move only games, right? Because there's a whole thing of like, Tretton said the games that are move enabled, basically will come with both versions on the disc. Yeah, meaning that basically there'll be a move control scheme and a right a controller control scheme, which is also really intelligent, because they're already doing that with the Blu-ray DVD. You know, if you buy a Blu-ray movie, it comes with the DVD version mm-hmm. as well. Um, 
So but I did think you, I think that's just a continuation of that kind of thought. Yeah. But what I what what's weird is like they're kind of positioning the PS3 as like the penultimate gaming multimedia experience, but only to like gamers and people who really care about technology. Yeah. Only to gamers. They're yeah. they're they're trying to get the hardcore. I mean, like look at their advertising. Yeah. Like look at the message that they're spreading. Yeah. It's kind of like Sega-ish. Yeah. It is. No, it is. And like Kevin Butler can't possibly appeal to people who don't play games. No, his whole this the stand-up bit that he did was like was the whole thing was like gaming was, reigns supreme. Yeah, it was smart. I mean, yeah. like it was written by someone who knew it was up. Yeah. Or but unfortunately, it was very I think self-aware. in the grand scheme of things between the big three, they're gonna and they're they're destined to be last. Well, I mean, like for at least until the next gen- next go around. Without getting too abstract, I think like hardcore gaming is is. I think hardcore gaming is has pretty much the same size audience that it always had. Right. Yeah. And someone's going to emerge from these console wars as the last company to be able to appeal to those people. Right. So when it's all said and done, uh, someone, some company is going to have to be like the cleanup crew. And yeah. And be like, this is where games have come to rest. Yeah. You know? Like, this is where they're... The games that you used to play... Someone's going to have to be the Neo Geo. Right? Shock, Neo Geo! It's like, this is where arcade games are still being released exactly. well into the 2000s. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a really good way of putting it. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's obvious that they're doing that. They're making fun of the competition. Uh, everything's hardcore. They got Gabe Newell from Valve coming out. Like, you can see that they're making these strides to really... That Valve announcement, or the Steam announcement, is is such a... Such a hardcore thing. Thing that the people who are hardcore recognize it as such and are like, "That's a really big it was deal." Really weird is like Gabe Newell comes out right, and the audience is like, "Oh," but they're all gamers because they know Gabe Newell has just, has just been talking shit about right. consoles for the past however many years. Right. If that was a Microsoft, well, not maybe Microsoft too, but like your parents would be like, "I don't know who he is. Exactly. And I have no idea why this is relevant." Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was very directed towards this audience, and I mean, I think that's that's a really interesting, good thing. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think eventually, I'll, I'll unfortunately end up back with Sony because they'll maybe be the it's only just that I feel bad for them because I I kind of see their future. Yeah, they're like the repository. But for if I'm still being fed the games that I want to play as great. a quote unquote hardcore gamer, I don't care what system it's on. Just and if just they as keep, long as it's on something, and if they keep moving uh, with the PlayStation to be a more open platform. Was really, that was really important. It was really And I actually thought about it for a while because I was thinking, did they pay him a lot of money to say that? Or did he did he arrive at that conclusion by himself? Logically, yeah. Or is he saying those things because Sony approached him and went, what do we have to do yeah. to get you to put something on our console? Right. And he said, let me put Steamworks functionality in a game on your console. That's something I'd really like to know. And if they said yes, maybe then... He thought, "Wow, they're really open to yeah. this digital distribution thing more so than Microsoft's draconian approval process." So maybe it was kind of a meeting of the minds where Sony approached him and said, "What can we? What? What do we have to let you do to come to us?" I and wonder. He said this, and they kind of said, "Okay." I wonder if that deal, whatever it was, was reached at like the eleventh hour when Valve canceled that. Dis- that uh, yeah, showing. I wonder. Well, because I don't think you know what I mean. Like I don't follow. Valve close, like super close. Like I don't, I don't read their site. I don't read blogs or anything. But I, I have an under. I think I have a pretty solid understanding of the type of person that Gabe Newell is. 
I don't think that he is someone who can be bought. Like, I don't think Sony could, Sony could just throw money at him and make him walk out on that stage and say the things that he said. Yeah. I feel like there is some there's something going on there of his own volition for him yeah. to say. I really agree that Sony is the most open platform. Seems that way, at least. Which I think he's right. He's totally right up and down. And that's why I think, the St- even though it's Steamworks and not Steam, that being Steamworks is basically a feature set and not a platform. Yeah. I still think that's bigger than what most people say. Because everyone's like, everyone tempers it with, well, you're not going to download Steam updates. games on your PS3. It's like, well, no shit. But the point is... Well, nothing ever it, starts. The point is that Portal 2 is now circumventing right. Sony's store. Right. And going through Steam. And if Portal 2 can do it, can the next Valve game do it? Well, can I don't know that Valve it's circumvented. I don't know. Can an IDOS game do it? Because IDOS is on is on Steam. I know? don't think they're purchased. I don't or think Ubisoft. that they're uh, purchasing it through Steam on PSN. No, but what I'm saying is, if the technology is there for Portal 2 to gain data right through Steam works and not through the Sony store, right? I I, I guess assumedly you would be going into Portal 2 the game, and there'll be a menu option that says updates. Or downloads right. or something, or it's automatic, right? right? Or and that's how you access that data. Well, then, will Left 4 Dead 3, if it exists on the PS3, will that use Steamworks? And will Valve eventually start building this library of games that utilizes their own technology on the console? Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, it, from that perspective, it's really important because what it's doing is like giving a publisher their own gateway. Yeah, you know. I think it's huge because you, what they've—it's—it's it's a small step toward the consolization distribution. Yeah, it's Steam in a box. I think that's big, to me. Like anything, it's like the very first steps. So few people have the foresight again to um, sort of extrapolate it and, and be like, "What's going to happen from this?" And most people are just like, that's just a couple features. Yeah, that yeah. blows my mind. I, 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 All it takes is one foot in the door, and then the next yeah. game that Valve released. You know, if Team Fortress 2 yeah. on the came out on the PS3 with Steamworks... Ridiculous. It'd be ridiculous, because everyone's biggest complaint about Team Fortress 2 on the it's consoles is it has received no updates. None. It's, it's, it's not even the same game as it is out right now. Right, I mean, and that's why no one plays it on the console. And that's exactly the same reason why no one plays it here. I was just thinking about playing that game yesterday, and I was like, you know... And it's kind of thing is like if you such a handicap product. If you're gonna play it, you have to play it on the PC because that's where everyone's playing it, and that's where all the updates are. That's where it's a good game, right? (laughs) Because Uh, of that. They demoed move. A little bit. Yeah. And I think everything that they showed of Move was terrible. Me too. Except for that sorcery game. Why did you think that was interesting? Because that game looked like it was really developed in mind with the Move. And not a game that was already in development. And then they're like, how can we shoehorn motion controls into this? Yeah. I really felt like some of the stuff that guy was showing was like things that would only be possible in that game. And from that, like, like... he cast that whirlwind spell, and then he directed it around the game world mm-hmm. with the move controller. Right. I don't really feel like you'd be able to do that with as with the same kind of feeling with a with an analog stick. You know. You could be right. And like where he tipped the controller back to drink the potion. Right. It's a gimmick. It is. But it's it's kind of cool because it's it's not it's not waggle. It's not like waggle left to drink the potion. It's like right. no, tip it back like a real bottle. Exactly. 
That is know. interesting. And then and the ball changed colors, and you know, according to the spells and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. What uh, what I was talking about earlier with like Connect not being able to sort of replicate the the feeling that you get playing hardcore games mm-hmm. because there's no hand-eye coordination. There's well, I mean, ironic, there is. There's ironically no connection. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, people have been sort of making fun of the move and the fact that Sony has sort of um, claimed that buttons are a big deal. Yeah. But in reality, I think that with the fidelity of the move controller and the buttons that are on it, the it's geared towards a lot more hardcore games development. I mean, I think there's a Definitely. possibility of... I keep going back to this, and I feel like I'm sort of failing as a person to keep going back to this, but the only way that I can sort of, or the only game that I can sort of think of that you could shoehorn move into and make it interesting is a game like Demon Souls. Yeah. Part, I mean, partially you're doing that because of what they showed last year with the skeleton. Yeah. But you're right. Now, if you and you're did, not the first person to say, maybe they didn't say Demon Souls, but I've heard other people say, like, adventure games. Yeah. You know, swords and sorcery type things. I mean, if you did do that, I think it would add a dimension to the game that is more in-depth, is, is more difficult, is more testing, is more... Yeah. I don't know. Is, is, is more interesting. It's it's asking more of you Yeah. than Connect, which is... Which, which technology is really just asking less of you. Yeah. In, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're doing more with your body, but it's, it's not requiring uh, yeah, the same I sort don't of foresee, precision I don't balance. foresee playing games on Connect that are as challenging as games that are played with a controller no, of some not, kind. Not at all. So I think eventually uh, move, someone's going to develop something for it that, that combines a little bit of movement, um, the precision and the fidelity that move affords movement, and a little bit of regular old gameplay with buttons. And it'll be pretty interesting. I, I don't necessarily think that it's going to be as... Even with 3D, that it's going to be as quote-unquote futuristic as connect is thus far but yeah. when I have been watching people from the conference with 3D glasses and two move controllers in their hands <laughs> swinging wildly <laughs> yeah. in the air it really does sort of look like something out of like Back to the Future yeah you know yeah. like they're really whether or not they it realize like it they're really going it like that in a movie about the future where it's like look at future fashion this look is how what stupid it's, be. it's going to be yeah exactly <laughs> exactly exactly and yeah weird that we're here i mean yeah. literally we're here this is the first yeah. time that in my life i've seen something that thought and thought you know that looks pretty stupid yeah <laughs> yeah technology wise everything up to this point i've been pretty much like no i can understand that yeah where my parents have been like oh, i don't know why you need that yeah i i look at this and i'm kind of saying i don't really know that i need this necessarily but god bless it man like that's the future that's where it's headed but whatever what's kind of what's kind of sad is like i was saying is um before, what were you talking about Sony pricing themselves out of the market is that so the the move controller is fifty bucks, right? The the wand part of it with the ball is right. fifty bucks. The navigation controller is thirty. And what they conveniently didn't tell you is that the navigation controller is basically a replacement for the DualShock. You can use the DualShock in the same way. You turn it sideways, basically. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's very strange. But I think all that really well because when you see what's weird is like when you see that game the fight. Yeah. It's using two of the wands. Right. It's not using the wand and the navig like it's not the Wii and the nunchuck. Right. It's two of the Wii modes. Two Wii modes, yeah. So the navigation controller I think is basically what it, it sounds like. 
is that it's just used to navigate menus or what you know if you want to make selections you don't have to wand your way around an options menu yeah um, but what they didn't say is basically if you turn a dual shock vertically and hold it so like that the shoulder buttons are against your hand you don't use them you just use the analog stick and the d-pad to, really to do the same thing that's really interesting and if there's motion involved it can because I mean it's a six axis anyway so whatever limited motion control needs to be is already in the DualShock. That's really They just don't tell you that because they want you to drop 30 bucks on the navigation one. And the eye, the camera is 50, yep. I think, right now? Yeah. So they have... bundled for 99. With so they have, with the sports thing, the Wii's basically Sony Sports, or uh, PS3 Sports, whatever they're calling it, is 100 bucks. But then if you want to play games that utilize both controllers, that's another 50 bucks. So you're looking at 150 bucks investment to basically play any move game you want, because mm -hmm. you'd have all of the hardware necessary right. to do that. And I feel like if Natal comes out at the same price, or Connect comes out at the same price, um, I, I actually I don't know what will happen there, because it's like two different propositions really. You know, between I don't think that there's any. I don't think that there's any way that Sony's move is going to sell as much as. Connect. No. Like I, I don't think that there's even the slightest chance because Connect, whether or not it succeeds in the long run, is is going to appeal to a broader audience in the beginning, uh, much more easily. The novelty's higher as well. Yeah, the novelty's higher. I mean, the simplicity of it is going to appeal to a lot more people. Uh, Sony's PS3 move is probably going to sell as well and as fast, like relative to the way the PS3 sold. I mean, it's going to sell it to the audience right. that wants to buy it. And, and it's kind of shitty it. because, like we were saying, the other thing is the Kinect will support multiple players with just the one device. Yeah. Which they could then justify a higher price tag. And say, they could. All you buy is this, and that's all you buy. That's it. You don't buy anything else. And whereas, like, the Move, if you want two players playing a game that requires two controllers, that's 200 bucks right there just yeah. for the controllers. Plus yeah. the camera, plus the game. That's a pretty big investment, I think. Compared to a Wii, which is two hundred bucks, which is kind of weird. But I guess they're, I guess Sony is confident in the position of we're hardcore about games and we're hardcore about the technology. I really think they're taking that route because it's the only route left for them. Yeah. Congratulations. Welcome to my home. Personally, I think Twisted Metal looks fucking awesome. I know a lot of people have been down on it because it's they don't feel that there's much room for uh, a car combat game. But I, I have no the, idea what that means. Yeah, no room for car. What are you talking? So what's the uh, what's the alternative? First person shooters. Wipe Let's out? get another one of those. Wipeout. Like Wipeout's it. That's true. Vehicular combat. Unless I'm totally. Have I totally missed a game that's been I, vehicular combat? Lately? People are. I, I think they're just saying it sort of like a kart racer, kind of like you know, Blur is to Mario Kart, sort of like kart yeah, racers are play pretty Twisted much. Metal? 
It's like not. I, I, I'm not saying you're. I I, I understand you're wrong, what you're saying. Yeah. But it's like, d- did you watch the game for ten seconds? Yeah, exactly. There's no track. The, exactly. <laughs> the game is is basically uh, a really a pretty intense and complicated um, team shooter. Yeah. And vehicles are the instead of a man, your car. Yeah, and I mean, I think it really pe- really appeals to me a lot more than most team shooters because there is that driving mechanic mm-hmm. that I really dig. And that looks really precise. It looks really precise, and it looks like you could get really, really fucking competent at it to the right, point yeah, where you're pulling right. off ridiculous yeah. slides. Did you watch the de- Did you watch yes. the closed door demo where he, he like he power slid through the wall? Yeah, exactly, like right exactly. Yeah, right. So David Jaffe <laughs> rides sideways off a ramp and goes <laughs> right. through a concrete wall where right. he knows. A road is on the other side. Right, of. right, yeah. So I mean, there's that element of these maps look really complicated. They look way more complicated than you ever would assume a twisted metal game is. They look like black, just like a much more. Yeah, but I mean, there's like interiors and like I mean, they were. Oh really, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was like oh, climbing yeah. up buildings. Yeah, he's through going the hallways. through walls, and I was like, oh, apparently you just drive through walls and buildings, and there's just shit inside. Exactly. The there, there was like you know off. I mean, he's basically yeah. driving through an office building, going mm-hmm. up the ramp in a parking garage, and and so there's like really complicated, the really complicated geometry in the levels is is pretty interesting to me because I don't think it's something that has been realized too much and even in like first person shooters I think Battlefield's like one of the first games that makes me think of that but um reminded me of Carmageddon a lot and the complexity of the actual objectives is interesting to me too yeah because it's uh if anything it's different I I don't know how well it's gonna work out with people because to me that complexity I think when I think the problem there is it took so long it takes long to like the mode they showed off the nuke mode is what they were calling it yeah it takes a long time to explain the rules of that mode. Yeah. But once I saw him basically kind of playing the roles of what happens in that mode and how really how fast it will probably go down, yeah. I think it will be okay. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It just sounds it's like you have to, It sounds like a, it is. If you do this then but like once you have the rules in place, you're like, Okay, I got it and it's, it is a mouthful. It was yeah. really good. That that that's that's the exact way I felt about it is as soon as I got to see him actually present it from the perspective Which of someone. Which was weird because it's like if he had done if he had done the closed door demo at the press conference, yeah. I think the re- I'm not that nobody was like, "Man, what the hell, Twisted Metal?" I just think that was a much better presentation. Yeah, me too, me too. Um, and that got me pretty interested in that. I'm game. pretty excited for it. I mean, I really am. I'm really I, excited. I'm not like a super Twisted Metal fan. I mean, they could have called it. It could have been David Jaffe's, you know, car combat. Right. It, they're really they're just using the utilizing the name to get people to look at it again. I think it looks pretty cool. Other than that, I can't think of anything that was that interesting. Killzone, I have no sort of emotional connection to that series, so I don't. It just doesn't. I don't know how anybody can, and I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just that series. Like I haven't played two. I've seen a lot of two. I played one. Yeah. Um, there's just no soul to yeah. that brand. It's 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 really hard. It it's, looks it's sad good. to say. It looks like it plays amazing. I know it had. I know the multiplayer had some really interesting innovations in it in terms of um, staying in a map, and the objective just changes. As you stay inside the map, yeah, you know, you play like a team death match, but then it turns into a capture the flag, and then it turns into like a an assault, yeah, and you just stay in the map. That sounds great, but there's no. It's weird. There's there's not there's no following to that brand like there is Halo. It seems like that aesthetic, um, that design, 
It just seems like everything about that game, visually, orally, everything, appeals to like a very, very small, nihilistic audience of mm -hmm. angry people. You know, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm even, I even consider myself to be kind of like, if I had to, uh, define myself more of a negative person than a positive person a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm typically drawn to like darker imagery, imagery, more so than I even want to be. Right. Because I realize that it has like a weird effect on me. But even I think that the the imagery in that game is too austere and too dark and too soulless to even grab onto. There's just nothing to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. just it's a very strange the thing. The characters aren't memorable. No. I don't know who any of the characters are. It's almost like a it's almost like a It's ironic that the most icon well it the irony there is the most So Halo has Master Chief. Yeah. And uh, Half-Life has Gordon Freeman and Team Fortress has the, all the characters but everyone kind of knows those characters right and Call of Duty kind of has Captain Price kind of has Soap but Call of Duty is pretty faceless it has the multiplayer sure but there's an identity to that brand yeah and Killzone the most iconic thing about Killzone are the villains the fucking who eyes who have glowing man. red eyes <laughs> yeah who are the antagonists yeah, yeah. I think that kind of speaks about what that game is. No, it's it's. I totally agree. It's like a really. <laughs> it's almost like the visceral, the visceral nature of that game, coupled with like the quality of this, is just. It's almost too much. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's kind of like that point where you you're you're, you thought when like even when I was younger, I thought maybe we'll get to the point one day where the war simulations are so realistic that they're going to be painful to play. Yeah. And I think I kind of <laughs> get that vibe with Killzone. Two and three, they uh, are kind of frightening yeah. in a weird way. I want to play two a lot, even more so now that I've seen three, because three looks like they're kind of lightening it up a little bit. Yeah, L both narratively and figuratively. Yeah, because it's like snow, it's bright and white. But like I, I don't remember if we said it on the podcast or not, but the second one looks like you're just in a dumpster for six hours. Right, but a really good-looking dumpster. Well, yeah, most definitely. But <laughs> so. so so that was Sony's conference. I think the pacing in Sony's conference was just the problem. It's like, here's something you're interested in. Here's a bunch of stuff you're not. Right. Here's, but they did it in a weird way to where you're like, it was like a stop start, you know? Yeah. And then Nintendo, which was before Sony, but Nintendo, which we already kind of talked about a little bit. but Yeah, I mean, we already talked about it. I, 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 think I mean, I have, at least the one thing I want to say is that I am riding high on the hype train for the 3DS. Interesting. But I've never owned a DS... I haven't owned a Nintendo product for years, mm -hmm. so I I think I'm just I'm I'm in this was the perfect storm for exactly me yeah to kind of be like I think now's the time I'm gonna jump on this DS thing yeah with the new 3DS with all these new 3D games I can still play the old DS titles if I want you know I don't know for some reason I'm just I'm so ready to hear the price of that thing and hear the uh, the date of release I think it's a really interesting piece of technology and it. Everyone expects it to succeed. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be really interesting if it did. I mean, in, in no, it would, no, it would be interesting if it didn't. I mean, I think it'd be really interesting if, if it people did. aren't accepting of it. Well, yeah. because the one, I guess, the one thing that I've heard is the biggest drawback is the 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 viewing angle, the the area that your head has to be in relative mm -hmm. to the screen to get the 3D effect is pretty narrow. Mm -hmm. And I think if they, obviously, if they fix that, it'll get better. But I could see that kind of being a put-off for a lot of people. Yeah. And I could see the fact that people who are, are have already been a DS fan and have already had DSs for a while, either children, mostly children with parents who buy it, right, 
and it's like it's another iteration. That's what I was about to say. What is roughly the same thing. That's what I was about to say. I don't think yeah. that Apple's iterative uh, product introduction, yeah, ser- their, um, strategy, is necessarily going to work with uh, the video game industry. Like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 yet to be tried, and you can tell that Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo all want to do it. Nintendo's been doing it with the DS. Yeah. But uh, I don't know that introducing another handheld this close to the DSi and the DSXL. Yeah. Those those really just came out, man. I yeah. I, I can't. I just know that if I was young, I, I can only speak for myself and my experience. My parents would be like. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is getting to the point where it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, golf game for my dad or not. Yeah. Menu recipe game for my mom or not. Yeah. There's a point where my parents would have been like, this is too much money to be spending on these things. Yes. So I don't know Which if it's necessarily going to have the same wide appeal. But then again, it could ride the 3D wave, so who knows? Well, man. I think the fact that it's the, the glasses free thing, I think, is huge. And if it works, the way that people say it works. And I, I remember, remember when I said this to you that, like, Nintendo seems to be, and I don't know if it's like a conscious effort to like create these experiences that you you have to try to right. understand. Yeah. So, in other words, my dad could like my dad. I, I keep going back to my parents, but it's really just because they're the most uninterested, disinterested in video games people that I can think of. So, yeah. my dad could see a video game on TV and immediately say, "I'm not going to like that." There's yeah. nothing about it that I feel interested in. Right. But if there's something that you quote unquote show him on television and you suggest to him that, that there's part of the experience that he has no capability of understanding unless he tries it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really interesting strategy for these companies to be taking because it's basically like saying, look at the reaction that it's yeah. getting all across television and all yeah. across the country. Don't you want to agree with these people? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, this is the majority of people saying it's amazing. Yeah. And people are hoodwinked into buying it because of this and they all want to become part of the zeitgeist. It's just a really weird process, I think. I think it's a pretty powerful system, too, it looks like. Yeah, it looks like... Slightly better than... GameCube, or yeah. like... And I, I don't know, PS2. but I'm saying, like, I might, be the, I might be the perfect person for this system, because I haven't invested in the DS brand yet. And know? it's backwards compatible. And it's backwards compatible, and I like new technology, and if it works the way it works, that's awesome, and I want to play Kid Icarus... I mean, I'm not like, holy crap, Nintendo's redeemed themselves for the last 10 years of terrible business decisions right. or alienating me as a consumer. Kid Icarus. But I'm interested in playing <laughs> that game because it looks interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm interested in playing new Pilot Wings because it's been a long time for Pilot Wings. Man, I'm not. I'm sad that Pilot Wings uses Miis and yeah. it, it, dropped, it dropped the whole sort of like weird light jazz aesthetic that it had. Exactly. <laughs> like that That's weird the whole reason I'm not. That's the whole reason I'm um, not interested. Racer looks like Ridge Racer so far. The like few screens they put out of it. Do they have screens of it? They have four screens and it's wow. it's basically I have not it's seen Ridge any. Racer one car on a Ridge Racer one track. Really? Yeah, but it did it, but not that level of it's better detail. But that's the like that's the the style. It's what? the uh, it's the red Hyper Knight car oh. on the Ridge Racer one track. Does it look as good as Ridge Racers for the PSP? Um. 
No, it had a weird pixelated look to it. I don't want to do it. It had a weird pixelated look to it. It didn't look very clean. But then again, it was like, it was it was four screenshots, and it was like four screenshots of like, like if um, barely different from one another. You know, where it's like, thanks. It's like road further along on the road, further along on the road, right? Further along on the road. You're like, okay, thanks, Namco. Yeah, that's literally the two hundred meters of road that they've developed. Yeah, for the DS. Yeah, three D. But I'm interested in it as a system. It looked. You know, I'd like to have it. Looks like the kind of system that if I it will play at your house. Yeah, but if and yeah, never if, purchase. yeah, <laughs> it, if it launches way. for a dollar over two hundred dollars, they're insane. That's the argument. Who knows, man? I can't imagine. They can't be more than that. If it's more than a Wii. Wow, that's ridiculous! I don't think they're going to do that. Way. <laughs> Three quarters uh, of a billion dollar? Where did you? <laughs> man, where did you hear that? That's way too fucking expensive. That's way too. No parents are gonna expensive. buy Who that. Who these sources you have? <laughs> fire them. No, but I think if it's more than if it's like the if it goes to the PSP Go thing where it's like yeah, they can't they can't do it for that price point. But they do seem to, it, it. It has a weird presence in my mind that the 3DS is. I wouldn't be surprised if they stop referring to it as a portable gaming console. Oh, me too. And they I, just I, treat I, it as a platform. I get the exact same feeling towards that that you do because. It's not that it's um, it's not that it's an in between a portable and a console or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's offering the technology that the PlayStation Three is, in a weird way. Yeah, it's offering that 3D, which is viewed by most people but, at this point to be a sort of home experience. And they were and they're sort of framing it like handheld gaming has come to the point now where I think it's like uh, oh, Kid Icarus is on the the 3DS. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there going to be a Wii one? No, this is this is the game. Right. This is Kid Icarus. Well, even more than You're that, you're just playing it on a smaller screen. Think about this. Even more than that, what uh, what small media device has been announced so far that's going to be able to play 3D movies and stuff like that? Right. Just a 3DS. Right. And right. obviously, if and it can force it. That like movies that aren't 3D, but if you, I guess, if you, the way they're making it sound is if you turn the slider up on the 3D. On right. a movie that isn't 3D, it still offers kind of a weird, that's weird, additional depth, but not not like I not like holy crap, but it's just sort of a, it adds I guess it adds sort of a weird feeling of depth. It just suggests to me that they're trying to be the first ones on the market for carrying around a little 3D video player. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, obviously, we talked about this. 3D is going to be something. Mm -hmm. It's going to be kind of big. It's just where we're moving right now. And if anybody, if anybody's going to get it into everyone's hands and right. a wide acceptance, it's going to be Nintendo and through that's, a handheld device. And that's an interesting route to go because Nintendo, I mean, the fight, the battle was for a long time, or what it turned into was the iPhone yep. or the iPod mm -hmm. Touch versus the DS. And the iPod Touch and iPhone started sort of eroding Nintendo's market. Right. Because people are like, I'm not going to carry around these two, two devices. Things, right, yeah. I'm not going to carry around this video game console that's this big just because video games are on it. Yeah. So if Nintendo can sort of create another reason yeah. to carry around that console, yeah. which it's portable 3D movies, um, that's intelligent to me. Yeah. And they're trying to basically make another market for themselves that they can sort of piggyback games into. They're playing it really intelligently, stra yeah. strategically, I think.
couple games. There were a lot of over, games there. Over, overall, because I think we'll, we'll pick some select titles out of this list, but overall, um, do you feel... Disappointed? Do you, do you, yeah, do you feel disappointed? <laughs> yeah, this was a very terrible E3. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheart, wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> and it's interesting, because there was a Res sequel. So, I mean, if yeah. you would have told me that, yeah. I would have been like, really? This yeah. E3 must... It's going to be great. Right. That's indicative of other announcements that must come. I'm excited. No. No, it was a it was a downer. The whole E3 was a downer. It was a week of press releases before it ever before the before E3, yeah, E3 ever was started. Yeah, two weeks long, and uh, nothing was very exciting to me. Even the, even the stuff that we heard last week, it's like Infamous Two. I'm like, well, that, that's kind of a gimme. So it's they fair. must be they must be ready to show something amazing. But they didn't. In lieu of something we knew was coming, but they didn't. So were there any surprises? Let's get it um, out of the way first. I mean, Ch- Twisted Child Metal. Of, Child of Eden was a surprise. Twisted Metal was a surprise. I would, and I'm interested in both those games. Child of Eden was a huge surprise. I wasn't hot on it when I saw the trailer, but then I, I hadn't seen the, the beginning of the Ubisoft conference. Right. And to be honest with myself, I still, I've, I've been watching that footage a lot of Mizuguchi playing it. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I just get this feeling like, I, I cannot wait to do this. I can't wait. I cannot to do wait to do this. And I... It, you can play it with a regular controller. I kind of want to play it standing up, waving my arms around, because it Me looks too. like, of all the types of experiences you'd want to have with that technology, it's the perfect one. <laughs> navigating an abstract future space, <laughs> exactly, is probably the best. Exactly. I mean, it, to be honest, when you saw that live stage show, yeah, you were like, why the fuck didn't Microsoft have this guy at their yeah conference? Yeah, it would have at least blown. And I can some tell. I, I watched minds. it a couple times, and I've read. Uh, about how how that game will be played, but I could. How does it play? Because I, I haven't read, but I've seen and I was trying to figure it out. <clears throat> so it, it seems like so it seems like you wave an open hand around, which guides the cursor. Right. And that locks on. That locks on. And if you flick your hand, like, like you ball it up and you flick it yeah. to the side, that like you're flicking water off your fingers, that's what releases the 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 missiles. Perfect. But when you clap your hands together, it switches to a auto fire mode where it's just you're constantly firing. And you just move your hand around. Weird. Yeah. So it, yeah, there's two modes of fire. When you clap your hands, it switches between the lock on and the the auto fire. And then I saw him actually do something else. I forget if it was it was it was a really exaggerated movement. It was like mm-hmm. throwing his hands up or doing something really ridiculous. And I think it looked like it released a sort of not bomb, but a sort of what you would call a bomb. Yeah. A sort of screen clearing move. Oh, I'd have to that? watch it again. Yeah, you just watch it. I couldn't tell what it was, but it just looks like the Res bomb. And a lot of things spends a little bit of a time on this because I think a lot of people, everyone's saying it's Res two, but with Connect, it's like that. There's so much more going on in that trailer. There's a weird sense of space in that game that Res does not have. To me, because Res is a lot of is almost all entirely line art, and it's confined to a, like an almost a tunnel. Right, and there's this weird art. sense of scale from that trailer where like these massive structures of shapes and squares are moving around and there's a weird there's just a weird feeling of space in that game that Rez kind of tried but it didn't really because everything's kind of flat in line art Rez kind of got there at the end of Rez right I mean that was like yeah, yeah, Rez's yeah, yeah. that was like Rez's release yeah from like the confines of like the data structure mm-hmm. the, the place you know you're working around on the internet and all of a sudden the end of the game Area 5 you get to sort of rise above the earth mm-hmm and that was one of the first zones that they showed in this trailer. Right. So it's like starting there. Back above the earth. 
So yeah, but I, I guess can, the I other thing is that. that there's in at the show they've showed three stages. One is the one that he demoed, and then there are two others called um, it was called Beauty and something else, and I forget what they are. And apparently every stage has its own aesthetic. They're not. It's not all like glowy lines and cubes and stuff. There are other ones where it's more like a flow look, where it's kind of like underwater and there's weird sort of okay sort of underwater creatures. Is it all still very abstract? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. I, I looked at some of the screens of like or like one screen of another game or another level, and it. I couldn't even tell what I was looking at, but I knew it looked good. It was just like it was like a bird wing kind of, and it was glowing, <laughs> but there was no bird attached to the wing. And there's just like a weird burst of color behind it. It's so future sound of London, the game. Right. Great. So it sounds great. It's the only thing good. I'm a little uh, not happy about is the entire game soundtrack will be Genki Rockets. Yeah, I also am Which is his band. Yeah. He produces the, the girl who's the, the singer. Um, that, that music is fine. It's in There's a lot of it is in, in Luminous on the XBLA. And remixes of and that. And it's poppy though. dance Japanese music. <laughs> It fits. I just kind of wish they were doing more like Res, where it was like a real like future techno sound. Maybe the remi- I mean, I read that the I read that most of the songs are going to be remixes of Genki Rocket songs. Yeah. So the people that are remixing them are hopefully going to add maybe some of. That I listened to sound. two. There's a, there's two confirmed, and they're uh, and I listened to the remixes, and they're I like them, but it's not what I I would prefer to hear something a little more gritty, I guess. You know what else was really interesting is that I played Res after watching this, and I remember I w- I've been recently trying to get some ridiculously stupid achievements in yeah. Res. Um, before this game was announced, and I, I was thinking about how Res looked and everything, and I was thinking, you know, it still looks pretty interesting for 2010. It still looks competent. It still looks like its aesthetic still holds up as something that's modern, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, it still looks like a product that you could put out now and suggest that it was just created yeah. last month, yeah. last week. It doesn't look dated other than... I thought well, that. on XBLA it doesn't look dated at all because they re- right. upgraded the graphics. But I mean, exactly. The only reason it would look dated is if you were playing the PS2 or the Dreamcast version, and it wasn't. Well, I thought that high depth. But then I saw Child of Eden, and Child of <laughs> Eden is really. I I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's like, definitely riding the zeitgeist of what's considered abstract and futuristic right now. It's a lot different than the sort of abstract futurism that Rez was portraying. Mm-hmm. It's even more abstract. Yeah, yeah. There's even less Which of a is... sense of what's going on, and especially like yeah, that's a when, good way to you put know, it. When there's he's, much less of a sense when he's going down. Oh, there's like there's down. tunnels of shapes. Yeah, and at the end, the shapes break apart, reveal, right. revealing to you that like the reality you were just in there's supposedly nothing. is composed of cubes, cubes. right? <laughs> that are in space, that's what and I'm behind saying. the cube space. It's more, it's more Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the sort of abstraction that I'm talking about. And that it, you know, like I I know you know this, but you know, right now that's that's kind of 
the in aesthetic everywhere you look, like in music and video and design. Sure, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's sort of what abstract futurism is being represented with right now. So I kind of wonder, I'm really interested to know who's actually designing the levels. I wish yeah. they would talk more about that. Yeah. Because I know that he did a lot of the design in Res, in the original Res. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's so that, a, I mean, that's I guess that would, that would be my game of E3. That's what I'm looking forward to most. Biggest surprise and my game of E3. In terms of what I'm looking forward to the most. Okay. Well, I hadn't really thought about what my game of E3 would yeah, be, I'm but... Just... But, uh... It might be Chalhavid. Oh, disappointments. When do disappointments? God, whatever. <laughs> A terrible show. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about disappointments actually right now. Yeah. Mirror's Edge 2. Where the hell was it? Yeah. Honestly, Earth Defense Force. Where was another Earth Defense Force? I can't believe it's been this many years and we still haven't heard anything about it. I feel like both of those, like I said on the last one, I feel like Mirror's Edge 2 is an announcement that will happen at, uh, at not E3. At like, GDC. At like GDC or Gamescom. But then I, have you read all the legal hoopla that's going around on Mirror's Edge? No. I, I know there is something going on. It's I know, a very I know interesting some... thing that I think you would definitely get a lot of entertainment out of. But I'll sum Are it up. Are you talking about the guy that tried to claim Edge was a yeah. that thing? They yeah. got that that got settled though. No, it's, it's it's is it still? He's trying to pursue it again. Still, he is a very very interesting person. Maybe that's oh. Because I so thought I, EA, I thought EA had kind of been like, no fuck you, we're going to well, bury everyone you. Everyone kind of did, but <laughs> he's still pursuing it much in the same way. That, I mean, the 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 closest parallel that I could. Uh, Put to this character <laughs> is uh, Jack Thompson. Yeah, Where, you remember how Jack Thompson they're, they're, was so oblivious to how he was being viewed by yeah. the, by everyone. No, the rhetoric the from this system. guy, uh, Tim Langdell, I think is yeah. his name. The, I remember when that first came about. His, his rhetoric was like, "This does he read the things that he writes? Like, or is he right. just like spouting?" I was actually <laughs> reading a wiki about the whole situation. And uh -huh. Remember that game Edge on the iPhone that I I think I had a video of it on my wall where. It's really just a cube of cubes, and it's, um, oh, it's yeah. just navigating yeah, yeah. the 3D environment as a cube. Well, that game was taken down and put back up and taken down and put back up on the iPhone store mm -hmm. because of a lawsuit, a pending lawsuit, a legal battle, legal action that he was threatening to take on them. And I was reading the wiki about it and trying to understand the history behind it, and apparently at one point, just to give you a sort of idea of what kind of person this is, <laughs> he suggested to the makers Moby Games of Edge... Yeah. That maybe they should change the game's name to Edgy. Oh yeah, I do. Or remember, whatever, I do remember that. Yeah. Or Moby Games suggested it, or hey, something. Yeah. Whatever. It would, the suggestion was put out there in a in a private phone conversation between the two men. Yeah. And Moby Games decided eventually to not do that. They said, you know, we don't want to call it Edgy. We'll just wait this out. And it was found out that almost right after their phone conversation, he went and trademarked Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> trying Jesus. to weasel his way around that too. So I mean like this is the kind of person that's putting this monkey wrench into things. So I think that maybe if there is anything to show they might have just decided to wait. Just sit on it. In which case I'm very upset with this man, Tim Langdell. Because all I want to see is as too. Yeah. And you know a new Ridge Racer I would have liked to see. That's that wasn't on a 3DS. 3DS yeah. Um, um, I'm kind of surprised they didn't show Last Guardian, but supposedly the thing is they're going to show it at TGS. I really think that it's going to be a move game. That they're holding it back to put move support into it. That could be. But because I guess I think of I think of interacting with your guy through move is going to. Yeah. Yeah. That might be cool. But I think it's they say it's TGS, which is probably true because 
for as much critical acclaim as those games receive everywhere, they are kind of inherently like a Japanese yeah. thing. Most definitely. Um, I was kind of surprised that there was no mention of another Elder Scrolls. <sighs> yeah. Not that I'm ready for more of that, because games are already too big as it is, and I don't need another 300-hour Elder Scrolls game to play through. Right. I'm just kind of surprised that they haven't said anything about it yet. Or, I mean, not even a, tr a teaser or anything for a new Mass Effect. Like, nothing but, right. teasing. Or but supposedly they're working on an MMO for Elder Scrolls. Whatever. I'm just surprised that there was no mention. Um, no Fez. You and I are both surprised. Yeah, Fez. No mention, like, at all. Not even a mention of Fez. Uh, obvious. That, I mean, that like, game's never coming. Seriously, man. I've been waiting for this game for so long. Yeah. Man, all I want is Fez. Remember you telling me about it in, like, 2000... Seven? Yeah, it, it honestly <laughs> was years ago, right? I mean, it's 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 one of those games that's just um, gonna disappear. It's kind of weird that Episode Three still is a no show. Yeah, but I think I think at this point it's, they're just gonna move on and make it Half Life Three or what, whatever. They're not even, you know. Hopefully, I, it's just been way too long. It's, that's it's getting crazy. Um, I'm not surprised, but I was hoping that there was going to be some kind of mention about Alien Colonial Marines. Yeah. Especially after Randy Pitchford at Gearbox said a couple months ago, back in March, he said, uh, now that the Borderlands DLC is kind of done, we're, mm -hmm. we're done with that title support, uh, we're definitely going to be refocusing our efforts back on Colonial Marines, because we yeah. put it on hold because of Borderlands. And because Borderlands was a <clears throat> surprise. You know, that game was, quote, sent to die, and did anything but. Right. So, But I, I was kind of hoping they'd have something to show, but... I mean, Supposedly they were they were waiting to see how AVP did the rebellion title that came out last in April or whatever. Uh, from what I understand, it did moderately well. So I don't know. Well, I mean, for that matter, Borderlands too. No teaser, no anything. I, I really think it's still a little early. I thought there would be something for that. Yeah, it's not like just something. Some to be honest, I could I could I could see whoever I forget what publishing house or whatever that they're under, but I could definitely see them saying something like. You know, aliens, colonial marines. Yeah. Why don't you just put that aside for a little while? Again, since Borderlands yeah. just sold about a million copies. Well, they registered they Border Worlds. Border Worlds not long after right. Borderlands came out, so something exists somewhere in somebody's head or on paper or it's somewhere that that is probably a thing. So nothing for that. Um, I was. That was kind of it for as far as like stuff. I was like, oh man. I wasn't necessarily excited or interested in it, but I was really expecting Tekken Seven to be shown. Because yeah. Tekken, I don't know why, it just seems to me to be like a really E3 thing. And uh, it wasn't there. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. That was the last game that I, was of any interest to me. That didn't show. That didn't show, yeah. It's just kind of like a, uh. I was surprised at the lack of attention on Crackdown 2. But it's it's almost out. So yeah. maybe that's why. Right. But I'm sur it wasn't shown at anybody's conference. No. Or I, Microsoft didn't show it. And they really seemed to be... I thought I was under the impression they were like, "Yeah, Crackdown. Remember how much you liked the first one? Because you, you bought it because of the beta. Right. Here's the second one, but maybe because it's so close to release, they didn't really put a lot of fanfare behind it. But demos on Monday, and obviously, I, I just want to mention it because it's interesting that they're allowing you to unlock a hundred out of a thousand achievements. That's terrible. I'm pretty That's sure terrible. we talked about that a long time. We've ago, We've talked about too. it multiple times. <laughs> As a really brilliant thing to do. Oh, it's brilliant. That's why I'm afraid to play the demo. Like, exactly. I might play it on another account. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because if it ends up that I'm not so hot on the demo, I don't want those 100 points. Welcome to the future.
you want to? You had some stuff you wanted to yell about. <laughs> the summer of arcade isn't. Yeah, the very summer cool of arcade is ridiculous. I, I remember when the summer of arcade was a really interesting thing, and then last year, it was considered to be a less interesting thing. But in retrospect, I think it was a pretty interesting. I was thing. under the impression that the summer of arcade was like the, um, like the Christmas for downloadable games. You want a summer of arcade? Here it is: Sonic Four, boom, explosion. Right. Super Meat Boy, kablam, explosion. Yeah. Fez. Ridiculous. Yeah. Fourth game, I don't even care what it is. Limbo. Comic Great. Jumper. Some artsy kid wants to play Limbo. Or Comic Jumper. Give it to him. Comic Jumper. Jesus yeah. Christ. Right there. Yeah. And that sounds like the most interesting summer of arcade. Instead, we get Harmony of Dissonance, which, which is the least amount of effort I've ever seen put okay, into a game. Okay, really quick though. Did, have you heard the story behind that? They locked him in a room. So, 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 so Koji Xbox. or Koji Igarashi in charge of Castlevania since Symphony of the Night for the, or since after Symphony of the Night because he was like, Assistant planner or whatever on yeah. Symphony. Um, he he he's he's responsible for Lament of Innocence, for Curse of Darkness, for all the GBA games for the most part. You know all the Metroidvanias, um, for like Nano Breaker, which isn't a Castlevania game, but he's responsible for some fairly interesting titles from Konami. Um, internally, he has kind of been shunned for running Castlevania into the ground. Despite the fact all of those titles sell, as far as I know, moderately to well, you know. This game, uh, this Harmony of Despair, is appropriately named because apparently he was given... He was not allowed to produce any new assets. It's all recycled art. He uh, was given, like, five-man team to do it. He was given no, hardly any budget and has had supposedly had to spend $10,000 of his own money wow to develop this title because i guess konami is just not happy with what he's done with castlevania That's which is really why crazy. they're trying to do this lords of shadow kind of redo right to re-steer the aesthetic of the of the the property That's really crazy. So the game looks terrible because it's base it's literally probably being sent to die. Well i feel bad for him but i'm not going to i'm still not interested in the game. No, i'm not interested. No, i looked at it, it looks god awful. <laughs> But I'm just saying, there's a reason. It's not like th- they didn't try. It's just like Konami supposedly has just been like, we're not going to do anything for you. It's a really interesting thing. Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of sad. Games. It is kind of sad. So, but yeah, that's. But yeah, I'm not going to buy way, it. Way to start off the summer of arcade. <laughs> yeah. With that happy nugget yeah. of information. And then Hydro Thunder. Wow. Eh. No. Remember it, that game? Honestly, it doesn't even deserve it. Yeah. That's embarrassing, man. I'd rather play Quantum Redshift. <laughs> Which is, yeah, actually, that's I, weird that you say that. It is actually a lot like that game. Yeah. Um, and then Limbo. Uh, great. Limbo. Arthur Gies which is, is going to talk about which it for is a couple another, weeks. Who? I said great. Arthur Geese is going to talk about it for a couple weeks. Yeah, Limbo, which uh, Braid 2. And um, that Monday Night, Monday Night Combat. Combat. Which could be interesting. I have no... I'm not familiar with it at all. I know that it works a really interesting strategy element into it. Um that is apparently pretty addictive and well-known to people who play strategy games like Defense of the Ancients and stuff, but I have no uh, experience with... No concept of what that really means. I don't even know what that means. I don't really either. Given the fervor with which we're discussing these titles, why are they the Summer of Arcade? Why isn't isn't Dust a Summer of Arcade title? That looks more amazing than than other than like Fez and Super Meat Boy. I'm so frustrated. (laughs) so frustrating. Yeah, that's weird. But that's I, I thought some of arcade was like the, the Christmas. It's like this. Here's where our huge. Here's where the games that legitimize this format of gaming come out. 
And there was a surprising lack of those kind of games um, at this E3. Yeah, nothing about like player. another Shadow Complex, which everyone thought for I sure thought was like was a thing. There, yeah. You know, at least be like Shadow Complex too. It's nothing. Um, on by the same the same token, but on the on, an, on another platform, Journey. Which is the game I'm already sold on. Journey seems ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. It's uh, looks like it's more of the aesthetic that we talked about, like with Near. It really is. It really just is. that Near Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, it seems like it's more of a game than than the previous offerings from that game company. More of a game, and I think it's gonna elicit from me a response that's more more of what I want from video games. Now, did you hear? I don't really, you know, it's more of an experiential game. Did I you? Yeah. Did you lot. hear? They they there was some uh, information about the multiplayer aspect. Did you yeah. hear about how that kind of works? Yes. Where it sort of randomly connects you with other people who are like playing passively, the game. Passively, like Demon Souls. Right. Like you don't know. Great. You could just be doing whatever you're doing. And, Perfect. Yeah. You know what I want to do in that game? <laughs> I want to run across somebody. Yeah. Walk around them for a few times. Yeah. Make it known that I'm aware they exist. Yeah. And then stalk them. <laughs> for like for, hours. for as long as the game. From like for a mile away. As long away. as they keep you connected. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's the sort of experience that I want to play, and I think that yeah. that's the sort of that type of creativity with with the online experience is what they're going for. Obviously, that's an interesting company where they've got running things over there. Yeah, yeah. And then easily to connect to that, art-wise, uh, El Shaddai got a new trailer. I don't think it was. I'm I'm almost positive it wasn't on the floor because no one talked about it. Yeah, that game looks amazing. But it got a new trailer. It looks like... And it got a new press release a about Richard, some more information. Yeah. About what it is. It looks like a Richard... What's his name? Richard Dean painting. No, is that his name? I'm not sure you're trying oh, to think gosh, of. Gosh, who does the Yes album covers? <sighs> Richard or Roger Dean, I forget. Uh, mixed with like a Dan McFarlane really 1970s sci-fi yeah. look. To mm-hmm. me, that's what I get from it. Um... How cool does it look? It doesn't look like any other game I've ever seen. No. And we talked about it on last po- last podcast, so I don't really know what else to say about it other than it's it looks fucking awesome. It looks now that we finally got to see it in motion, it looks better than I even expected it to be looking in motion. It looks like it needs some work on the animation of the characters. Yeah. Yeah, but the environment. But it looks. But it's early, and as far as I know, it's two th- it's a 2011 release. Yeah. And. From what I know about the development of games, that'll be one of the last things that gets polished. But it has another. Again, it's like near, and and I, in that, it's really novel and alien. No, and if creative. it came out tomorrow, I would buy it. Yeah. I'm just saying, as far as like the pedigree that's behind it, I know for a fact right. it will look only better once it's ready to be. No. A, yeah, you know, I, I totally released. agree. But it's interesting that that kind of game. Even exists and gets such little press nowadays. Like yeah. it's it's it's. And like I saw people ragging on his weapon, and I'm like, that's one of the most interesting weapons I've seen in What's a long. Weapon? The arc, that thing that looks like a like a batleth, like a Klingon thing. Oh, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? It's like this long curve. It looks like a bow. Oh, but I he did doesn't see shoot it. arrows. Like the, the where the front part of the bow would be uh-huh. is like this like crowned laser. It has like little serrated like. Uh, wisps on it uh-huh. and he holds either end of it like a like you okay. hold a bow sideways and he wields it like that 
It's called the Arch, and apparently there will be multiple versions of that thing that have hey, various properties and handle different ways. Fucking sword. Right. But I mean, like, it's... I don't know, it just looks... It looks so... Like we said before, it looks like an Aeon Flux, Peter Chunk yeah. kind of alien weirdness. The visuals in that game are really astounding. I, I don't think that a lot of people who are into video games anymore even understand or appreciate the surreal nature of them. Becomes they're, not even, they're not even looking for it. I'm they're still like worried that it won't come to America given the subject matter. Yeah, it might not. It's weird. Like You it's, receive it's... assistance from the four archangels. But it reminds me of that Baroque. One of which being Michael, who is that giant iron, that giant fist that, right. that, that is supposed to be Michael the Archangel. Right there tells you, Lucifer like... Lucifer is the one that's helping you. Yeah, it's a pre-fall Lucifer. So... <laughs> You're rounding up fallen angels. But it reminds me, I mean, religious undertones or overtones aside, it reminds me of that Baroque game story, where it's, like, so... Oh, man. Remember the Baroque game yeah, story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pour over that on yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. It almost... It almost makes no sense in its abstraction. It's mm-hmm. almost just a, a cluttering, a, clus- a clusterfuck of words. Yeah. That really don't mean anything. And I think that if it does come out here, it might make it out here because it's so abstract. It I think can't someone, possibly offend anybody. Someone, yeah. yeah. The people who could, no, in other words, the people who could be offended by that sort of thing would probably appreciate it. Aren't intelligent enough to wade through. through, 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 through. Combat 2 looks interesting. I think it looks really cool. I'm really down on it. Down for it. Not down on it. For Mortal Kombat? Yeah. What did I say? Did I say Mortal Kombat 2? Yeah. Maybe just Probably because it, it looks, looks like so that. much like Mortal yeah. Kombat 2. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I think it looks ridiculously cool. Looks good. Did you watch a lot of um, video of it? Um, I have. Uh, there were some gameplay videos that like have come out in the last day or so since people have gotten back from the show and kind of released it. I haven't had a chance to watch much of them yet. I've seen. I saw the interview with with Ed Boon, and uh, I saw some additional stuff for it. Looks good. I'm really I'm, excited I'm, for it. It's one of those things where it's kind of like that's a nostalgia thing. Where it's like, man, I'm really level glad of... to see that Mortal Kombat isn't like going fucking stupid, like right. it had been for the last couple. Did you Did you see the level of uh, detail on the damage? Yeah, yeah. Where like it it's persistent through the fight. They, they did a little bit... That was one of the most... One of the really only impressive things to me of uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC. Mm-hmm. Which was actually a pretty interesting game. Um, it was a really interesting game. I really I really liked that aspect of it. And the whole zooming in on the X-ray shot yeah. of the damage being done internally yeah. is something that I visualized happening ever since... Mortal Kombat versus DC when sure. they would get in the close combat mode. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, they're really, I, I didn't think that this developer, or I, I didn't think that Mortal Kombat was ever capable of becoming that interesting or cool again. 
Yeah. That's why I'm so interested in it because it's it's more of a surprise than anything. Yeah. It's like I, I didn't realize I was capable. You were capable of that. I didn't yeah. realize that franchise could be resurrected the way it was. Yeah. I thought it was over. The mechanic sounds interesting too. The the special bar. Yeah. It's, it's like, got a little tag team action going on too. I like well I like that the like the level one special is all it really does is sort of upgrade your normal special moves. So like it's instead like, of one fireball it's two. Yeah. And then you know the two bars is a counter is a combo counter, which says to me they'll probably have the dial combos in it. But now they've added a way for you not to get trapped into it, provided you've got the the meter filled. And then the the full is the X-ray thing. So it's almost like. It's almost like the way that cutscenes used to work in, in PlayStation games. Like, that's the reward. Everyone's just going to hold on to that meter until it fills up because they want to see the x-ray thing because it looks so cool. Yeah, the x-ray thing is pretty fucking interesting. <laughs> One of the most interesting things I've seen to come out of E3. Yeah. No, it looks... I'm, I'm so definitely... so competent. It just, it's the if it, is. I'm not competent at that game, but I liked it. If it if it does for Mortal Kombat what Street Fighter 4 did for Street Fighter, yeah. then I'm all about it. Yeah. That's great. You know, if I can play it on a shallow level and still have fun with it, yeah, which I will play it on a shallow level. Um, Not gonna thousand. Oh, Summer of Arcade. <laughs> Why isn't Shank part of the Summer of Arcade? Exactly. <laughs> that game looks amazing. See, I think that game looks brilliant, but I don't like the art style. I could, yeah, I could see a lot of people having that to that to say about that game. That's the only thing that I don't like about it. Yeah. It looks really good. Looks like the P. And another thing is, I mean, to be honest, I want to talk about one more thing right after this, so it's gonna it's gonna work in a shank. I don't think that the people who are making that know how to make a good run and gun game. It just looks like that game would get boring to me really quick. I watched a lot of the plays through, and it's not that it doesn't look cool. It's like there are two kinds of of ways to approach those kind of games. One is the Western way, and it's to make something cool happen. Or, or fill the game with enough cool possibilities that you can make it through all these levels without getting totally bored. Right. And the Eastern way of making the game is to design the levels around a really, really tight gameplay mechanic that requires you to get better just to proceed. Right. So that you're constantly being rewarded by yourself instead of by something cool happening in the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and the game that in hardcore, the Contra Hardcore sequel. Yeah, um, I was kind of down on that at first because visually it looked so weird. But as you pointed out, it looks like Dodonpashi Dajo in the background. Yeah, uh, great. <laughs> um, did you watch any videos of that? Just that one. Well, it is really well put together as far as a run and gun game goes. Yeah, I mean it doesn't look as devious as Shattered Soldier. But to be honest, there are some parts in uh, some of the walkthrough videos that I saw that were approaching Shattered Soldier's levels <laughs> of ridiculousness. Yeah. You know, like you can tell this game is going to probably push you yeah. a little further than, say, Shank. Yeah. And that's another thing that I'm kind of worried about Shank is I, I, don't, I don't feel that it's going to be – it's going to hold me in or pull me in gameplay-wise. Shank kind of reminded me – it looks amazing, but it, and I, I, got, I like that art style. I don't have a problem with it, really. But it looked like it might be the same thing as Castle Crashers. Well, I was really interested in Castle Crashers, and when it came out, and I played the demo. By the end of the demo, I had had enough. Really? Yeah. Because I guess maybe it just it shows its hand so early. It does, but if you bought it, I think you would have a different experience with it because I don't know how much this is. I don't know how much there is to uh, Shank when it comes to this, but the thing that keeps you playing, there's always something that keeps you playing. Yeah. That kind of game. Yeah. Because as many people as as many people have pointed out so far, those kind of games, the beat 'em up, mm -hmm. have either evolved into something like Bayonetta. 
or they're dead and they don't work anymore, right? <laughs> so they have to give you something else to make you keep playing. So Castle Crashers was the leveling up system. Yeah. And the weapons. I mean, there was like there's a hundred different weapons yeah. in that game. Yeah. So like you were constantly rewarded, or you're seeking a reward, and that's what you keep dealing with. Right. Or that's why you keep dealing with the game. Right. Um, Comic Jumper is another one that sort of you can see that the developers acknowledge the fact that the actual beat 'em up gameplay is really, really old and tired. Yeah. And they acknowledge it by every time you beat someone up in the game, you're treated with a ridiculous outcome. Yeah. So every... It, it's almost like it's really... Like, the, the beat-em-up sections in Comic Jumper look like they're not even necessary. It's like they know that there's no depth to the punching, there's yeah, no depth yeah. to it. Really, you're just doing it to get through this part of a level and see guys fly through windows, yeah. smash tables, uh, right. hit coke machines. But, like, that's how they reward you. Right. And then on a bigger scale, it's for you to see the next art style. Right. And that, that is true. But then I don't see anything like that in Shank... Uh, that's that's going to keep me playing the game. I don't see anything that's going to keep me progressing through it. But yeah. I haven't played it, so I don't know yeah. that the gameplay it itself me of isn't Metal solid Slug, enough. Though, Metal it does. Metal Slug's pretty repetitive. It does. But but to me, Metal Slug it has something that doesn't come across in videos. Which is that's what I'm saying. I, it hasn't come across to me in videos, and it can't. I don't know how this game plays. Yeah. Metal Slug was just so polished mechanically mm-hmm. that I, I just can't explain it over a podcast. It yeah. Was perfect. Yeah. This game might be like that, but. I don't know I see yet. What you're saying, though, so yeah. I'm just worried. Yeah. That it might not be that good. Yeah. You know but what it, I mean? Yeah, it looks amazing and all the like the little the little animations and everything. They look great. That he does. But even in the video that you and I have both seen, you 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 see them all at least a couple times. Exactly. Already. By the end and of that video, I was like level uh, out of who knows how many. Right. So that's Shang. But I think that. But it's Summer of Arcade. That's a obviously from what, what, <laughs> from what compared to what <laughs> Hydro Thunder. Great. Um, Hydro Thunder. What a fucking mistake. I don't know what else we want to talk about here. We've covered a lot of stuff really fast. Uh, Dead Space 2 looks worse than I thought. Uh, <laughs> Dead Space 2 does look all looks, over the place, looks, aesthetically. Looks worse than I even thought it would be. Me too. I, I actually agree with that. <laughs> um, the direction in that game, like, camera-wise, is really interesting to me. Yeah. But the, uh, the actual locales and the places that you're going are really... Looks weird. I mean, you're taking... And this is just a personal preference, but Dead Space 1 was so amazingly realized. I mean, it was just beautifully done. I I hadn't seen a game um, do architecture and design and and object design and just style as as good as they did since, like, Metroid Prime. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, one of the reasons why I liked Dead Space 1 so much. So this game just looks like a mix between... Dead Space and Dante's Inferno. Dead Space 2 looks like what happens to a lot of sequelized games or sequelized properties is that it gets too happy with its own world. It's like a like it gets too self-referential. Right. And it's like they're they're so into the whole like fiction of that world, mm-hmm. I guess, in a way that that doesn't improve it. And I, I don't right. know how best to phrase that, but I guess what I'm saying is they all all of the things that I like about all the things that I didn't like or were neutral on mm-hmm. about the first Dead Space or all of the things that are informing the sequel. Yeah. And then Red Faction. What about it? <laughs> Did you watch it? Games. Did you say? No, I didn't. Did they? I haven't. I, was there? Is there more stuff out for it? Hey, man. 
the camera in that game is Resident Evil 4 or 5. Really close? Yeah, it's close and above the shoulder, and the game is much more of a shooter, like a, like a, a dead space. So there's no hammer? Uh, I didn't see a hammer, but I saw, you know, I saw Resident Evil 4 Underground. Is that good? I don't know. You don't know yet? I, don't know. I, I mean, like, I, I, it just seems, it seems backwards. It seems like a, a, a miss, not even, not even a misstep. It seems like a step backwards. I, I don't. Yeah. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The freedom that Gorilla. The trajectory of Gorilla does not lend itself yeah. for the sequel to be that <laughs> at all. Yeah. I mean, the freedom that you were afforded in Gorilla seemed like such a, such an integral part of it, what made that game fun. I don't know that I'm going to enjoy, regardless of how crazy and fun the weapons are, I don't know that I'm going to enjoy the underground caves of Mars as much, especially now since I'm fighting some sort of abstract demon yeah. monster thing like every other game More on the market. More demons and monsters. Congratulations. Not unlike Hunted Demon Sword. Which <laughs> is another game that exists and <laughs> I really wanted this game to be cool looking because conceptually it sounded really interesting, like a mix between Gears of War and Diablo. Mm-hmm. But have you seen video of it? I saw a video of it pre-E3. The best way to describe it is that it looks like like a two-year-old Xbox game. Yeah. Both in, in graphic fidelity and in animation quality, mm-hmm. in, in direction, in pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, which sucks because... Which is not surprising because this game has been in development for a while. Yeah. It was originally going to be a top-down... Right, almost. Uh, I don't think it, I don't know if it was twin stick, but it was going to be a top-down Diablo-ish thing, and it was going to be on the Wii. Right? No. Is this not the game I'm thinking? This is Am a I different game. This with something else. This is a different game. I'm confusing this with the grinder. Is what I'm confusing it with. This is uh, yeah, because they made the other, the old game yeah. for GameCube, Hunted or yeah. Hunter or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, uh, the Reckoning. Yeah, the Reckoning, Hunter, the Reckoning. No, this is this is like an Unreal Engine three. Uh, I have seen this. I just confused the backstory of it. With yeah. That okay. Idea. So so it still looks. Regardless, it's because someone I heard someone describe it like it's a fantasy Gears of War, and I was like, okay, maybe okay, I'll run with that. And it's like and Diablo. Then, yeah. There's loot. Yeah. Etc. Yeah. Right? But it it does not look interesting at all. Yeah. It just looks so handicapped. It, it looked like one of those things where it's like this concept two years ago would have been really good. Would have probably sold a few copies for sure. Yeah. Um, never dead. Bethesda has that kind of going on. The like old, like New Vegas. Like no one's gonna play another Fallout after this. If fall, if the next Fallout after New Vegas doesn't look like Rage or better, yeah, no one will play it. Oh yeah, that's exactly considering what I thought. the two. Considering the the two aesthetics being very similar, how good Rage looks on a 360 compared yeah. to way New Vegas looks. Yeah. Oh, Bethesda's it's in a weird place. Exactly like, the first thing I said. Like I Brink was like, is their their flagship. Like, look how good this looks. Title, and Brink doesn't look as good as it did in some older videos you showed me. Interesting. Really? Enough. Yeah. And it you know what other game? Me in a weird way. You know what other game looks really bizarrely bad? Body Count. Body Count just looks terrible. Did you look at it? Did yeah. you watch videos of it? Yeah. Did you see the walkthrough? No, I just no, no. Wow, you really need to watch the walkthrough. It's one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen because the menu system in that game. Did you see the menus? No. You would fuck it. It does not seem like they're like there is nothing that makes sense in that game. It's like three people in a different state developed the menu system. <laughs> uh, the rest of the team developed the weapons. Other yeah. people developed the enemies. Like nothing <laughs> makes any sense. I've unfortunately not had a lot of time to process a lot of the. Uh, 
actual. <laughs> What's weird is this E3 seems like it was real light on the game videos for yeah. some reason, but I think it seems like this year a lot of what happened is that. Or it was just really heavy, I don't know. Either it was so heavy that things that I wanted to see got buried behind other things, or just the nature of the of the content I viewed. I was looking I was I viewed a lot more of like people's impressions of things. Yeah, me too. Then I did direct footage of games. As did I. And like like toward the second or third the second day, I was like, Where the fuck are all the games at? Like yeah. are, are there any like are people playing anything? Yeah. So unfortunately I haven't seen a lot of this stuff. But it doesn't surprise me to hear that Brink has probably taken a weird step back in quality. If not, whatever it is that they sh- whatever it is I showed you was like a <clears throat> PC build, right? That was like running it, with which I think cranked. it was. I and think now it was. that it's been like, man, we got to put this on a console. Versus, <laughs> we should probably turn everything down again. Other characters in the environment, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it seemed like. It doesn't look bad, but it looks exactly like what you described. But yeah. body count, man. Blue title screen. Oh, the logo looks like it's. Oh, the logo looks like it's for a, for like a fitness game. Yellow body count like font. Logo, yellow glowy right. rounded like body count. You kill people, and they sort of drop. Uh, crackdown orbs. Crackdown orbs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um. Yeah, the aesthetic is just weird. The gunplay looks terrible, and the environments are destructible. But they look. Altogether, the game looks less well put together than Black. Does I mean, it? I don't yeah, remember. I, mean, it just, I don't remember. It looks, I remember Black very vaguely. I never actually played well, it. Well, well, Black. I mean, was a terrible game, but it looked amazing. Looked good. Yeah. This game doesn't look like a good game, really, but it it also looks really, really terrible. He was talking. He was talking in the walkthrough of the game about how he wants to tell stories with the destruction. Like the the main story that they're trying to convey to the mm-hmm. player is through the destruction of the environments. That sounds really bizarre. It sounds bizarre. It sounds like he's got some bizarre. Maybe he can't quite. Um, yeah, he probably has it right in his head. But yeah. He can't, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he you'd, does. Like, you'd like to think so, but here's how he basically showed it off. And this is—I'm not going to necessarily explain this as well as he did, or be able to paint as good a picture as, as possible by watching this video. But he showed a crate. Yeah. And he shot it up. Yeah. And it very clearly had three levels of destruction mm-hmm. to the model. There was the first level where the crate was kind of busted up, mm-hmm. and the second level where it was more busted up, yeah. and the third where it was pretty much gone. Yeah. And right after he talked about how he's trying to tell the story through the environment, yeah. he looks at this bear, at this crate, and starts shooting it up. Yeah. And he's like, "This is the first story." What? What does that mean? <laughs> this is the first story this crate has to tell. Is basically what he said. All right. What does that mean? So he, he, he blew up the crate a little bit, and for some reason, I don't know if it, this is the weird part, I don't know if it was because it was for the demo, but inside the crate was a small orange explosive box that okay. he only made available to destroy by shooting off some of the panels of the crate. Sure. So once he destroyed it, it, it blew up and helped destroy the crate even more. Sure. And then he goes, now there. He's like, that's the second story that the crate's trying to tell you. What? Small orange explosive box. What? So he keeps shooting it, and there's another explosive inside of it. And that one explodes the box even further. All right. But for some reason wasn't destroyed by the original explosion. Right. I, it, it makes such little sense, man. That yeah. small orange explosive box. What? It's the sort of thing where it's like, what? Is he showing me things visually that are working in the background that I should explosive? What? Bo- these orange crates? 
yeah. inside the objects. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's a bizarre thing, man, that he started showing off how everything's destructible, and, and most things are destructible, but it seemed almost like the, the, the walkthrough was implying that anything big what that wasn't naturally flammable or explosive yeah. what would have these orange crates inside small of it. orange explosive box what to further its destruction <laughs> along you know like he pointed at a really weird i don't know wooded area yeah and just started shooting it and then all of a sudden he's like look there's an orange crate inside which he started to shoot and obviously it blew up a small orange explosive box what initiated the next level of destruction in that area. Yeah. That's just kind of a weird... I don't know how to put it. It's like a an Xbox One method of doing things. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's such an, arch, an archaic way of doing things, and it it's, like, really obvious to me that he they don't really know what they're doing with the technology. There are so many other ways you could go about doing things. I don't know. It, I, it's, it sounds like it's someone really who gets... <clears throat> It sounds like a disconnect when someone gets like somebody has a you just like a particular thing. Like I like sure. I like the way orange crates. Orange explosive box. blue and orange looks together. Right. I like seeing trees. I like seeing pine trees in the morning. Like really specific things that just you like. And, and then it's like this guy this guy <laughs> is really into things breaking apart for some reason. Like right. when he sees the bits of an object flying everywhere, something in his brain releases a stimulant that's like, yes. It could be. More of that. It could be. And he's made an entire game around it, and he's just... He's struggling to tell. <laughs> he's he's like, struggling his to His psychosis convey. is becoming yeah. apparent to people. <laughs> like, his psychosis is... It could be. I wouldn't, put it, I wouldn't put it far, because like even sitting here trying to explain it to you, and yeah. realizing how psychotic I sound... Yeah. And I'm really doing a, a, a decent job of explaining what I saw. Yeah. It, it yeah, it's, it's sort of, it, that, if anything, I'm conveying how insane he yeah. might possibly be. that compared to like uh, the other side of that being Bulletstorm I guess of yeah. a game where you just shoot a lot of shit Bulletstorm looks better than a game like a game called Bulletstorm should probably look yeah. to me like there's something graphically going on with that game that looks better than most shooters for some reason and it could be that they just have a lot of filters and weird effects going on hmm. so it's obscuring like you know how primitive some of the geometry might be Yeah, but the game looks really good. I'm really that behind Child of Eden is probably the the second most. I think it looks really interesting. Too. It looks like the kind of game that I kind of want to play. That's the, the I, I'm not really I'm actually not too I haven't been too impressed with it visually, um, from a technical standpoint. But mm -hmm. but from a 
from an aesthetic, it's 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 what I want to play. It's a sort of it's a weird. It's nothing that we've seen in a long time, or if ever. So yeah. I guess I like it because it's so novel compared to the well, like Crack.com's article where the state of the gaming industry yeah. right now showed three game sh- three screenshots from three separate games. Yeah. All of them with pretty much the same gun, looking down the same sights, with bloody yeah. uh, with blood dirtying the the screen. The screen. Yeah. Um, at least it's not that. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not getting behind bullet. I mean, a lot of people look at Bullet and they go. Man, it's one of those dumb games that knows it's dumb, but it's fun because it's so dumb and it takes its dumbness so seriously. Dumb, dumb. I don't f- that because the dialogue in the tr- in the playthrough they did was just like laughably bad. And, right. Like, I'm not gonna be like, <laughs> how dumb is this? But right. the gameplay mechanic looks great. I agree. Like killing men and getting points for certain things, and they have like little names for all the different like moves or things that you do. Right. And those points apparently get spent on upgrades. <clears throat> or moves with that like uh, that electric lasso thing he uses. Right. Like in the trailer or in the the playthrough, he does a thing where he like yanks someone into a, into the air and like throws them down on the ground, and it makes everyone everyone else or everything in the area like lift up in the air and it goes slow mo for a second. Mm-hmm. That's like a power you buy with the points you earn from the game. So just that that sense of progression coupled with like points and things like that, I'm really excited to play and the yeah. fact that it makes explosions look really good yeah i like wonder everything though everything just blows up in that game <laughs> you can't help but assume that it's gonna that game's gonna kind of be one of those games that it's either gonna fail because word on the street is that, the, that it's short and it's like a quick experience mm-hmm. or it's going to be one of those games that everyone buys and everyone sells because of its length yeah i'm suggesting but it has so much press behind it that I think it's going to infect the minds of people who aren't really into video games and would otherwise know that this is a dumb short game Yeah, that's more of a gamer's game than most games. Yeah, I could see it being one of those things where it's like it's a short game, but it's meant to be replayed multiple times. But not many people appreciate but games people like don't that. Like Very it. few yeah. people do that with games. Yeah. Very few people. Yeah. So, you know, it could die. It, it could do well. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how it does for that very reason. So Yeah, but I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty up on that. As far as, like we said, shooters are getting a little tiresome. Like, that gets a pass because I think it's a unique approach with a unique mechanic, and it's the aesthetic is kind of different. Don't you, th- don't you think it's weird that, yet again, that, that game is that game's not going up against this game in terms of release dates? Body count, you're talking about? No, I'm sorry. Um, Blood, Bloodstorm. <laughs> yes, Bart. Bloodstorm. <laughs> Bloodstorm. <laughs> Bloodstorm. <laughs> Uh, Bullstorm is not going up against the game I'm about to say release date wise, but conceptually and in like the the minds of the game players, mm-hmm. it kind of is. Vanquish. Sure. Like I really again see that for some fucking reason the universe or whatever has put two games right next to each other. Yeah. It's like, look, this is how you guys do it, and this is how these guys. No, because Bullstorm is, uh, I think at best is. 2011. 2011. It's like March. Vanquish is this year. Yeah. So it's I mean, October. I know they're not coming out anywhere near each other. Right. But they're both being talked about at the same time. Right. And and most people's experience with both games, unfortunately, is probably just going to be through the press because I don't think either games are going to sell well enough. I think Vanquish is is just going to be banned again. Yeah. Exactly. It's so gonna get really interesting commercials. They get played ad nauseum. No one's going to buy it. Right. And. That'll be it. <laughs> Which is unfortunate because I was going to say the game looks fucking amazing. 
looks really good. The the the, the really the way I can tell that I'm going to like a game is by watching people on the show floor play it. And, and play it poorly. When I see how bad they are at it, <laughs> yeah. I know the game is going to exactly. be amazing. I saw some people do some shit that I would not expect my mom to do while playing this yeah. game. Yeah, I know. That's it. how and I, I know, know. exactly. Because there was like, man, video of Vanquish. I was like, thank Jesus, click. someone fucking recorded click, click. this game. And I'm watching this person play it, and I, I'm like, there's no way this fight should take this long. I couldn't even watch it. There's no way this I, fight should take I this long. I couldn't even watch it. It's like when you're next to someone and they're just not doing what you want them to be doing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I just... I just... just <laughs> yeah. See the glowing? Just... No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's the left. No, the... No, that the left. That is one of the most uncomfortable <laughs> feelings that gamers feel, and I felt it the entire time I watched yeah. it. Yeah. But but like I said, it's it's yeah. the way that I know that I'm gonna like that game because obviously it's beyond certain people's grasp. I think it's because what you you're watching someone pl- you're watching an experience go poorly, and you as you yeah are able to pick apart and go I know exactly how this should be totally. And when you can do that with a game, you're like this yeah. game is speaking at me. I can tell exactly. that this game is like I know that I'm supposed to play this game. Totally, man, and you can just tell. It's like, and it's it's funny because that it comes from Japan, and it's 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 almost like there's. That's a good way of putting it. It's an interesting yeah. way of putting it. What you just said, yeah, that it's speaking to you, yeah, because it's almost like it's talking to these people in a totally different language, yeah, in and, Japanese, yeah, and they're like, I, I don't what do I yeah. cover? I this yeah. doesn't make sense. People yeah. are just, it's it's that game. I think looks really good. I was actually surprised when I thought it was next year. And then you're like, no, yeah. it's October. October like, blew my mind as well. That's Everything's in October. Too many things are in October. Some. Fable 3 is October. New Vegas is October. Wow. And Connect, not that I'm going to necessarily buy Connect, but Connect's in November. It's a lot. They're loading up Christmas again. Real quick, we didn't talk about it. What do you think about the Slim? Um, It looks it looks like an Alienware case. The more I've looked at it, the more I've, I've, I'm kind of like, yeah, it looks okay. I originally liked I, it more than I do now. I think it's interesting that um, that the PS3 Slim went matte black, and the Xbox—not yeah. necessarily that—I th- I don't think Xbox is calling it Slim. They're just calling it the new Xbox because it's not really that much smaller than the current one. Right. It's shorter and it's a little less squat. It's sucking ex- its gut in. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah, and uh, I think it's interesting that they went piano black, like you know the gloss finish. Yeah, it's uh, which is weird. I don't like that. The, it's it's original, weird that it's weird that Microsoft thought that is what people want. People want. Well, when you compare it to the original leaked screenshots where it looked matte black just because of the like the quality of the image, right? I don't like it as much. For some reason, this 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 piano black finish yeah. uh, makes it seem more like. A, you're right. The more I look at it, the more it looks like a generic or Alienware computer PC case. Yeah. Which. Eh. With I vents and shit. Like, they turn the entire thing into, like, a cooling. The entire right, thing exactly. is, like, meant to cool this Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I still... I think it looks... I think it's good. So, also, Little Big Planet 2. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this? Um... So, Little Big Planet 1, I... I, I, I guess I, uh... I didn't get it. Air quotes, get it. And I played it for a little bit. And all I really did is I played the single player. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I thought, while I have this, I might as well look at this whole creation thing. Mm-hmm. And I opened it up, and after an hour of hearing a British man tell me how to do it, I never played it again. Yeah. The game entirely. Like, I didn't even finish yeah. the game proper. And I was like, this is just not me. This is not for me. I'm I'm past the point where I'm going to sit in front of a screen for six hours and make something. Let me, let me put a really 
<clears throat> this is a really hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. But you tell me what you think about it. Name a property or something that you really enjoy. Res. It could be... It could, okay, fine, res. So, say you were walking around the internet on forums, mm -hmm. and someone drops a, a subject that says, have you seen this little big planet to res level? Right. And you know, it gets like 40 replies, and you're drawn to it. Yeah. And a bunch of people are talking about how cool it is and everything. Um, but you don't own Little Big Planet 2. Right. So there's no way you can experience it. Right. If they offered Little Big Planet 2 the tools and the platform for free. Yeah. And the games cost, or the levels were all user created. Right. And cost like a dollar. Right. Would you go play it? Yes. Me too, man. I don't understand why they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's like some entirely. of those mind-boggling things. It's like, oh my god! Because the, like what they showed on the stage for two, I was like, this is. I recognize it being an intelligent person and being someone who's into to noticing where big things are happening or important things are happening. Yeah, like this is the fact that they announced that Media Molecule is building the single-player experience mm. with the tools that mm. are in the game. Right, which is. Conceptually enough to make your your brain invert in on itself, yeah, uh, says a lot to me about and the fact that they're like, well, now you can make, you know, an RTS, you can make a shooter, you can make a racer, you can make other genres of games that are, mm -hmm. that break out of the <clears throat> side-scrolling thing, right? Like you don't have to you don't have to shoehorn in things. I was like, this is this is huge, and the second thing was like, I don't want to have to buy this game to do that exactly, because like, I don't really care about. I don't even understand why there's a single player to begin with. Is there yeah. a story to that game other than just like cutesy sack creatures? It's like in the first game. The it planet. was in the first game. It was kind of uh, look. This is what you can do with this game. Mm -hmm. But now it's it's even more unnecessary because it's kind of known what you can do with the game. Maybe not with these tools, but the people who are interested in these tools will understand them yeah. without examples. I mean, you can charge for the tools, but <clears throat> you know, re release something on like the PSN. On PSN, and even make it five bucks, and it's just the little big planet to Platform. shell, yeah, whatever they want to call it, yeah. And through that, it's like you know, it's like an it's an app thing because there are you tons just, you of buy levels. There to are play. tons of ways to appeal to like audiences that otherwise wouldn't purchase the game, like mm -hmm. groups like Shmups.com, yeah. Right, Th those people aren't going to buy pay sixty dollars for little big planet two to play a Gradius level, but yeah. I mean, if the Gradius level is available. For a dollar download, yeah, without any sort of other uh, financial—I uh, can't think of the word—responsibility, whatever. Well, the, invest, the investment invest is small. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it it boggles my mind that they don't take this approach because I I, I don't know how much Little Big Planet once sold, but I think that they taking into the fact that they wouldn't have to deal with distribution of a, phys a physical media. Right. I think they could probably make more or at least as much as they did on Little Big Planet 1 with this game using that. I think they delivery. would make more just based on the incidental. Uh, let me let me try and see what this is about. And someone, yeah. you know, if someone buys the shell program for a couple bucks and then they buy a couple levels just to see. That was E3. That was E3. Overall Kind of disappointing in terms of the lack of surprises. I, I was guess, really announcements we were we were hoping for. I wonder when they're gonna position Resistance Three because it obviously exists. That is actually real quick. That's something I'm not surprised that we didn't hear because they just went multi-platform. I don't think Insomniac's not gonna go multi-platform. 
and the next day go, here's our exclusive PS3 shooter. Resistance 3, you know. You think Resistance 3 is going to be on the Xbox? Or you think they're just not it's doing It's weird it? that that company went multi-platform and then didn't show anything. Right? I would agree with that. Right? That, that is true. It's because it's, I mean, it could have been something they put a lot of effort into because there was that thing, that, that billboard in a movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that just could have been a fluke that someone was like, you know. Yeah, just that could have been some, like, art director who really likes Resistance sure. and it was do like, it. this I like game it. will be out, you know. Right. But it that's weird. It's, it's kind of weird. That there, that's a good point. It's also weird that there wasn't any there was wasn't anything from Insomniac, anything. Not even other an Uncharted that, three like teaser. I was uh, really other expecting than that, other yeah. than that Heroes on the Move. I guess you could say, right? No, that's not Insomniac. I think it's just Sony. I think that was. Like I, get, Sony. I get the Sony companies confused because it's like it's like Naughty Dog, but Naughty Dog might as well be Sony. And yeah. for a long time, it's like Insomniac might as well have been, been Sony. Sony for a long time. Yeah, I agree. It's weird what the companies chose to ride on. Wait, real quick, did did Respawn have anything? They were there, but they didn't have anything. Not even like a picture. Or no, but like during the e- the EA press concept. conference, Riccatello was like, "And with us in the house today is is Ted Price from Insomniac and so and so. I forget their names, Zampella and West from Respawn." Do you, you know? really think? And he's like, "They have nothing to show today, but I just like he was just sort of like a hey, How EA partners." That's weird. I just think it's. Re- I mean, I'm totally not saying that's not possible. I just think that might be one of the weirdest things ever. If it's resistance. also weird that THQ didn't even have a press conference. It could have been worse than Konami's. <laughs> Konami is an interesting brand, man. I kind of their their wackiness has engendered them to me a little more than previous. It's definitely Just obviously, like quite the, obviously, a very insular nut house being run. Right. On you both have to, sides you have of the to ocean appreciate. You have to appreciate Talk Fuji's brutal honesty about his game. You know. One million for to find out more about podcast ATX, please direct your web browser to www.podcast1280x.com. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name is Tak Fuji. I'm a lead producer in the 99 Nights 2. And the battle with the armies of the more than one million troops. One million troops. Wow. One million troops. This game has enough power to destroy hundreds of the enemies on the screen in one shot. This is not originally hack and slash anymore. This is an extreme hack and slash battle. Wow. One million troops. Wow. One million troops. Have you guys? And the game also requires you to be very tactical. If you just uh, you know, continue to press the, the same button like X, X, S, and Y, 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 and X, X, and Y, Y, Y again, you'll be sucked. You'll be sucked. You'll be sucked. One 
funny. Wow. One million troops. Wow. One million troops. Rock and roll. You will find us many other games. Whoa, 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 whoa. You will find many, many more enemies surrounding you. Wow. Wow. One million troops. Extreme. Wow, wow. One million troops. Extreme. Wow, wow. One million troops. One million troops.